What's, What's up, up witches? witches? For being an impromptu performance, that was pretty in sync. That was pretty good. That was pretty incredible. <laughs> How are you, Velma? I am very well. How are you? I am well. What Welcome. episode are we on? Do what? What episode are we on? I don't know. I was getting all prepared and then you said, oh, this is an impromptu show. No prep. I was you like, know, oh, okay. I, I just thought it would be fun to do a show where we haven't prepped because we all, it seems like every time <laughs> we just start having a conversation, we end up saying we should have recorded this. Yes. So instead of having a conversation beforehand to decide what to talk about, I thought, why not just get on Skype and hit record and see what happens? Well, um, witches, this is uh, this is going to be an experiment. <laughs> we may never do this again. It may turn into a complete disaster. And if so, I take full responsibility. Yeah, it was my it, idea. All hate mail to Velma. <laughs> if this turns into fake flowers, it's all her fault. I had nothing to do with it. I did not hit record. I didn't do any of it. It's not mine. Oh, yeah, because it's not your computer that always records it and puts it out. Yep. Nope. Not me. Yeah. Uh, episode Whatever. 16. Episode 16. Episode 16. We can drive now. We can. <laughs> we can drive now. We can. How exciting. Yes, yes. Uh, which is, if you haven't noticed, uh, which I know you have because, uh, you know. You're, you're like that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we haven't done a show since August, and that really wasn't intentional, I promise. It really was not, and I, I really feel bad about that, actually. Yeah. Um, so we skipped a month, uh, but if it makes you feel better, we did two in um, June, and then we skipped July, and then we did <laughs> August, and then we skipped September. So. Well, and we, may, and we may be able to do, you know, two, with not probably not this month, but, you know, in, in coming months, we yes. may be able to do them with more frequency. Yes, and then before June, we also skipped May. So I promise you, we don't plan on skipping months. It just happens sometimes. Okay, how is it that none of my encyclopedias of magic and witchcraft have an entry on energy? Well, because that is an unbelievably, like, obtuse kind of thing to have a an entry on. Energy. Well, what kind of energy? Are you talking about electricity? Are you talking about... Well, um, but I'm I'm this, also this supposed I'm, magical energy that exists and, and Well, but all. I'm also I'm also preparing for my own show which will be recorded later today. And little preview, um assuming this show comes out before mine, otherwise <laughs> it's just a rehash. I'm going to be talking about energy because I'm on the letter E and I was just flipping through my encyclopedias and you would think with all of the emphasis on you know, grounding energy and raising energy and manipulating energy. You'd think they'd talk about energy. I'm disgusted. Well, I've, I've read book. I, I know Scott Cunningham spends a, a chapter or two on, on energy. Oh, and there are whole books on energy, I know. But I, I was wanting... <clears throat> May I you recommend know, just... you one called Energy Essentials by Maya Ohm? <laughs> That's not the complete title. It's actually called Energy Essentials for Witches and Spellcasters. Whatever. <laughs> but you knew that. <laughs> I did. Sure. That's exactly. Yep. Uh huh. Big. Up but on anyway, that. that's my show, not our show. So what? So what have you been up to for the last two months? Well, I've been recording a whole hell of a lot of shows. Yes, <laughs> unlike me. <laughs> um, a lot of work. A lot of uh, a, a lot of you know being my mundane self and uh, doing my show and and keeping up with the blog. I've been blogging a lot, like the last 
couple of months. I don't know why, but all of a sudden I've just like daily. It's been crazy. I guess you've had a lot of things to say all of a sudden. I guess. Or maybe I thought, you know what? I should probably write more because I should. So I don't know. Or it's I've starting to get cooler. Been... So you, it's it, or it's getting cooler, and you don't want to spend as much time outside doing stuff. You know the the weird thing is it gets cooler, and all I want to do is spend more time outside because I think it, it's like I know it's going away. I know the opportunity to go outside is going away. So I want to hurry up and and do it while I still can. You know, but I'm a very outside person. You know, I like to be outside. I like to go run. I like to walk my dog. I like to piddle around in a garden outside and all of that. I like to be out. Yes, I know you are. Which is weird because I did not like to be out when I was a kid. I wanted to be- You lived in Texas. It's no wonder you didn't want to be outside. It's too damn hot. That is true. That is true. It's too damn hot. You sound like that guy. The rent is too damn high. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's true. If I grew up in Texas, I wouldn't want to be outside either. Uh, one big thing that I've been doing over the last couple of months is is really getting my um, Etsy shop up and running. And I've done a craft fair, and I've been I've been really focused on on trying to be creative and such. You've been painting like a crazy artist. I have been doing a lot of painting, yeah. So uh, luckily, it's been it's been selling, so that makes me happy. But really, it's just been for fun. And kind of uh, exploring a more creative side of of myself and my spirituality. What about you? Where where did you go? <laughs> where where did I go? We all know where I went. You you went down to your basement. <laughs> Actually, and... I didn't. I did not spend a single night this summer sleeping in my basement. I bet you I did spent not. Many I was nights... I was I was able to keep the rest of the house cool enough that I could stay upstairs. I bet you spent many nights thinking, gosh, I, I probably should be spending the night in my basement, but I'm already in bed. There was actually one night when my air conditioning went out, Ooh. only for one night, because it froze up, and Ooh. I had to leave it off overnight. Oh. And it was one of the hottest nights, of course, because that's always when this kind of thing happens. And I thought about going downstairs, because it was cooler downstairs, but then I thought, yeah, but there's no ceiling fan downstairs. <laughs> and it's going to get warm. I'm sorry about the crinkling in the background. Wolfie has found a paper bag that he is now playing with. At least at least he hasn't found a candle. <laughs> this is true. The only candles that are lit are on the table right in front of me. That will so not I should stop be, him. I should be able to deflect if he <laughs> if he comes up. I I should be able to prevent that. But <clears throat> But no, I th- of course, you know, it's one of the hottest nights. But upstairs, I had fans, and downstairs, I didn't. And I went, you know, it's cooler downstairs right now, but give it three hours, and it's going to be hotter down here, and there's no air circulation. So I stayed upstairs, and I confused the hell out of my cat, not Wolfie, Tinka, because Tinka's very favorite thing in the entire world is peas. I don't know why, but every time I make peas, she has to have some. They are her favorite thing ever. So in an attempt to keep myself cool, I thought to myself, I have an unopened bag of frozen peas in the freezer. I could get those out and put a thin cloth around them and stick them, you know, in the back of my neck to keep myself cool because it was so hot in the house. And she was very puzzled at the idea that the peas came out of the freezer and yet I took them to bed. I didn't cook them and feed them to her. And she proceeded to sit at the foot of the bed and look at me and tilt her head from one side to the other side and back again trying to figure out why the peas were in bed and not on the stove being cooked so she could eat them. Did yeah. you ever think of a Ziploc bag filled with ice, possibly? I didn't have any ice because in my attempt to be brilliant, okay, I had taken a big bowl 
and filled it full of all the ice I had and wa some water as cold as I could make it and some salt, right? Because I was thinking, okay, well, salt will make I water stay colder, right? If you put salt uh -huh, in ice water, uh -huh, it stays uh -huh. colder. Okay, so I had taken this big bowl. <laughs> I was delirious from the heat. And I had put it right behind the the fan that I had in in the bedroom because I had the ceiling thinking fan but that, then I also had thinking that as the cold yes thinking that it would chill the air and it so didn't work it was such a moment of brilliance and had it worked I would have just been so proud of myself but it was a complete disaster Whoa. and then I couldn't you know I laid there for about fifteen minutes and all I kept thinking was that is going to get knocked over in the middle of the night and I'm going to have a huge puddle of water because the cats are going to want to get into it so. Yeah, eventually I, I ended up dumping that. But that meant I didn't have any ice. You know, um, this means that you are a bad witch. You, you can't perform a fix my air conditioner spell. Well, it worked fine once I turned it back on and it had defrosted. It's worked fine ever since. Ooh, I'd still get and the, that and the air conditioner guy that came, because of course you call the air conditioner guy, right? Because you're like, oh my God, it's you know the middle of summer and my air conditioner doesn't work. I have to get it fixed. And he said, basically, well, I can't do anything until it's all, you know, defrosted. Because, I mean, it was, there was ice just coating everything on the inside. Really? Of the In the yes. middle of summer? Yes. That's weird. And, well, okay. And this was not Well, I mean, I don't know if that's weird. I don't know a damn thing about air conditioners. Well, I'm assuming that that probably happens with regularity. Well, I have no idea. <laughs> what's interesting to me is this is not the hottest summer that we've had by a long shot. But it was, you know, quite warm. I mean, it was summer, yeah. and this was the summer that it chose what, to freeze. Was up. it summer? <laughs> oh, shut up! But no, it. I mean, it, we weren't in the middle of a week of like 120 degree heat. You know what I mean? It was just. It was warm. It was like 90s, but it wasn't the hottest it's ever been. And I wasn't keeping the house the coldest I've ever kept it. So I don't know why it chose that particular moment, but. I got to confuse Tinka, which was almost worth it. Because <laughs> the look on her face was just priceless. Wolfgang, excuse me. Get down, get down, get down. <laughs> you know, she's such a good mom. She's, she loves he her children. He's not supposed to be up there. He's attempting to climb the kitchen cabinets. It's just, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. I cannot wait for him to be like a year or two older so that... All Jillian, honey, this is what Velma does with her cats. She yells at them, and she doesn't let them climb on things. And I he, love how Jillian is our go-to person climb on for just animal about rights. Everything. But when I see impending, he gets to climb on just about everything because I can't keep him off of anything. But when I see impending disaster, loud noises, and broken glass, that's when I inter inter <laughs> intercede. Yes, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I know words. Yes, I knew that word. I just went, hmm, I wonder if that's really the right word. Yes. Um, and I, I hesitated halfway through. It's October. It is October! It's halfway through October! It is. It's almost your birthday. Almost. It's almost Do you remember what birthday. day that is? October 26th. Yay, you remembered. Yes. Well, once I know something, once you bother to tell me, then I will I know it. You that I, have, I know I've told you that before. You have never told me that before. I know I've told you that before because you have sent me stuff. For your birthday? Yes. Didn't I send it to you, like, at Christmas because it was so late? No. <laughs> oh. No. I don't think I've ever sent you a birthday. Oh, well, yes, of course I've sent you birthday presents. <laughs> yes, I I am a good friend. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, it's but it's almost Halloween. It is. And I realize, so I'm, sure we talk, I'm sure we talked about this last year, and I have talked about this on my blog, and I'm sure you have talked about this as well. But can I just... just okay. 
Target. Oh my God. No, you know what? Let's not even get into it because all it's going to do is upset me. Okay, so they have a big sign on their back wall that says like chills and thrills and Halloween and all of that. And you want to know what's underneath that big sign? And this is at two different Targets in my area that I have been to. Two. Two. What's underneath their big, hey, come here for Halloween sign? Christmas. All the light up Christmas decorations, and that's how they've been for a couple of weeks. You know, honestly, I went to Target one time, like, a month ago. Because I actually went to a Target in Massachusetts in September when I was there, because I needed to pick up some stuff for Supermoot. And... I was so disgusted at that point. I have not set foot in Target since. Well, I got to say, though, I mean, yes, Target is like my go-to place for decorations because you usually can get uh, pretty cute, um, fairly reasonably priced stuff for your house for pretty much any occasion. But you know what? It's been getting worse every year. Like five years ago, they had really cute stuff. Three years ago, they had really cute stuff. Well, but like five years ago, there was lots of really cute stuff. They had a And then the next year, there was less. And then the next year there was less. And then last year... It was all cartoony, Frankenstein stuff. Which was, I mean, it's okay. That was the direction they were going in, was a a more childlike Halloween, and that's fine. At least they still had interior decorations. It just wasn't my thing. But this This year... year, Zilch. Nothing. I mean, literally, there's an aisle of various sizes of styrofoam pumpkins. Um, I think there's some sort of, like, glittery spider bin or something like that. This large bin of spiders. And then various styrofoam, like, headphones. Uh, headphones. Headstones? Yes. Um, and then, like, two or three aisles of costumes. It's basically all they had Is this candy. year was, <laughs> Lots well, of candy. candy, costumes, and cheap, tacky, ugly yard decorations. Yeah, really. Like, that's like, it. Like, Walmart had better stuff. And I know, because I thought, I wonder if Walmart is is this bad. And they weren't. They were better. But um, well, and, no. and historically, Walmart has always been worse than Target. Target oh, has yeah. always had cuter stuff than Walmart. Well, but historically, most places have at least some Halloween decorations. And I, just this year, for the life of me, cannot find cute stuff. Anywhere. Luckily, we have a store in Omaha that it's like an arts and crafts type store. Yeah. Think Michael's on steroids. Um, and it's called Mangelson's, uh-huh. which is the guy's name who started it. And every October, they don't actually change the sign, but all of their advertising and everything, they change it to Mangulson's. <laughs> and they, I mean, they go all out. They've got home decor. They've got... Tons of costumes. They actually have a prop shop where you can get like, you know, the 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 good kind of like vampire teeth and decent wigs and, you know, party supplies uh-huh. and craft stuff and all this stuff. So at least there's that. But it, I mean, I just want to I mean, like, on. And, well, statistically, they're saying that this year people are supposed to spend more on Halloween than they have in several years past. I don't know what the hell they're spending it on. It's all crap. Well, and all uh, the um uh the, the there was a news report that came out in September that uh, early September that said that all major retailers had committed to having Christmas out by October first, which doesn't make any sense to me. I've never understood why we have to have the next holiday out before the the preceding major holiday is over. I don't really understand that. Like, because usually, usually in the past, you have 
barbecue stuff and outdoorsy stuff until just after the 4th of July, right? And then you start getting the back to school stuff until Labor Day. And then Labor Day, you start getting Halloween stuff until right after Halloween. And then Christmas comes big time because apparently well, and then there's Thanksgiving that period of transition where Halloween and think like they put Halloween out and then there's kind of a Thanksgiving transitional aisle. There's a little bit there's of that. a little bit of transitional, yeah. har- just generic harvesty stuff. Yeah, and then which I'm there's, okay with. Then there's I'm, a I'm harvesty Christmas. Yeah, but thing. then as soon as Christmas is over, then you start getting Valentine's. Valentine's Day. And then as soon as Valentine's Day is over, you get Easter. And then as soon as Easter is over, you start getting the summer stuff again. So typically, but now they've screwed everything up. It's like we're going to start having Easter stuff on the shelves in like November. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Well, I remember last year, it was like November or early December. I think it was in November, though, that I saw... It was just an end cap, but it, I mean, you know, it wasn't a whole aisle or anything. It was an end cap of Valentine's. Yeah. I, I distinctly remember last year thinking, okay, you have got to be kidding me. And you know what's fascinating to me is I'm sure that the marketing geniuses who figured this out have said, well, the longer the stuff is on the shelves, the, the more, more time people have to buy it. And, you know, the earlier we put it out, the m- I would much rather have absolutely no Halloween stuff on the shelf until October 1st. That would be fun. And have it only be available for the month of October and actually have it be stuff that people want to buy. Because at this point, you start getting the people who are like, well, you know, I guess that really is it. I guess they're really not getting anything else as we get closer to Halloween. So I guess I better buy this. So they put out the aisles and I went because I, I was at home and I smelled that Target was putting out the Halloween <laughs> decorations. So I, I, I put on my Uggs and I put on my old, you know, workout pants and I, I, I put on my hobo gear and I go down to Target and I am in search of decorations and I'm thinking, I'm just not going to tell partner and I'm going to do what I do nor- normally and just close my eyes and swipe my card and buy a big basket full of more Halloween decorations that we don't need and have any place for. And you couldn't find anything worth buying. I found zero. I was hunting yeah. around. And, but then I thought, okay, I'm early. I mean, it was September. They had put out s- stuff, but it looked like they had more to put out. So I thought, okay, I'll come back. So I came <laughs> back in a week. And what they had was more costumes. They, they had more costumes. And then I came back in a week and they had put the candy out. And I said, is there going to be anything else? And they said, well, there's this back wall here that hasn't been filled in yet. So we'll see what gets put in there. And I'm thinking, okay, well, they've put, you know, they have given the prime spot, the back wall to all the good interior stuff. I come back because they said it, they were doing it um, like that night or the next day or something like that. I come back like three days later, it's Christmas. And I thought, I want to write a letter. I want I, I actually might write a letter. This this actually has me irritated enough that I might actually write a letter. And I don't I don't do that. Well, but like but it's not just like okay, yes, I could write a letter to Target and and all of that, but like Pottery Barn usually usually has really cute stuff. They have nothing. Um, you know, w- uh, William Sonoma sometimes puts out really cute harvesty Halloweeny decorations and food stuffs and th- things like that. Nothing. I mean, you know, it's negligible. Do you think there's more of the anti-Halloween on the on the part of the fundamentalist Christians this year than there is in years past? I mean, it's always there. No. But do you think that it's no? That in it's, fact, in, it's, it's starting to infiltrate marketing. No, in, in fact, I think there's a lot less this year. I mean, and yes, I realize that there was a story that like some pagan blogs or whatever were picking up that some group somewhere was trying to call it Jesus Ween or whatever. <laughs> Which I'm sorry. 
Could you not come up with any better name? I mean, of all the things. I'm like, you okay, if you picked. just put an apostrophe, if you just put a little apostrophe in there, that's you you've made that possessive and that's that's not something it's they just that sounds a, dirty. And it's just a stupid name. Yes. I mean, I don't know that they could come up with a stupid well, name. Well, and that's the thing is that, I mean, it really, it blew, I mean, it came and went like on a day. It didn't even make the headlines. It was like some little news story out in the, which of course we as pagans have to grab. <laughs> Just got to grab it because somebody somewhere is attacking Halloween and that's our holiday, you know, because it's ours and we own it. Copyright. Pagan Folk 2011. Okay, well, let's let's not get into that. And No, we did that last year. You can listen to yeah. last year's show if you want to listen to that. <laughs> yes. We, whole rant on the, the public face of the pagan community. But, um, but no, I mean, there's really not been any stories. There's really not been any attack on Halloween. But you know what? There really hasn't been much of a Halloween. I think it is. Well, that, maybe that's why. Well, no, I think that w- from what I was listening to, um, the various news stories that were talking about the... the, the uh, major retailers putting out their Christmas so early is yes, Halloween makes money, but Christmas is bank. Christmas is bank for every retailer in the world. I mean, Christmas is the time when people buy people buy Christmas decorations like crazy people buy lights. The people that don't celebrate Halloween celebrate Christmas. The people, I mean, you know, everybody is doing Christmas. Everybody's buying gifts. Everybody's decorating. Everybody's doing it. And it's just more profitable for them to sell Christmas than it is for Halloween. But see, I think they're looking at it the wrong way. And this, of course, probably is why I'm not in marketing. But I think if you make Halloween really cool, you can also turn Halloween into a lot of money. Because the people will still do Christmas, right? They're still going to do that. They're still going to get the decorations and the presents and the lights and everything for Christmas. But if there is no decent Halloween to get, they're not going to be spending anything on Halloween. Well, what will happen... And if you do a good job with Halloween, you can get them twice. What will happen in the... What will happen is that they are testing this this year. They are seeing how early they can put Christmas out and make a profit. And if they... Ten, you know, if they spend all of October selling Christmas stuff, then guess what's going to happen next year? Yeah. The, there will be one aisle of Halloween decorations and costumes. One Moral aisle of the and- story, don't buy Christmas decorations in October if you ever want Halloween to be a success again. Exactly. Because if it doesn't work out this year, guess what's going to happen next year? It will probably be the most badass Halloween decorations you've seen. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think it's going to take several years to actually get back up to the level that it was like five years ago. Well, but they will, they will be trying really hard to make some money off of Halloween because, you know, if it doesn't work this year, if this whole Christmas... Christmas in in February. If it doesn't work for them, yeah. then then they will they will learn their ways. But um, no, it's uh, yeah, I'm not happy about it. I'm just like I, you know, I'm just not happy because I, you know I want to get in the spirit, and there's like no spirit of Halloween anywhere. There's just none. Well, and and what's interesting to me is I went to Barnes and Noble the other day. And um, they didn't. It, they had like one table, and it's not even full of the stuff like the cool but see, stuff but they no, normally. That's have. what I was gonna say. Typically in the past. Barnes and Noble, at least, will put out and Porter's is gone. Uh, Sorry, did you get I just the had email? to have a little moment for did the sadness the of Borders being gone. Did you get the email a couple of days gone. ago? 
What? Did you get an, the email a couple of days ago from the CEO of Barnes & Noble? Yes. Barnes & Noble bought Borders. Yes, but I don't think they're going to put a Barnes & Noble where the Borders was that's right down the street from my house. So Probably that makes not, me sad. But they, they will be ex- expanding. I'm just glad it's not going to be Books A Million because Books A Million is a little too Christian for me. Sorry. It's just my thing. Really? But Yes. Oh, see, we had a Books A Million in um, in, in East Texas, in the, in the town where I was. Or, well, in in the town that was the town. That, yes. You know, anyways. Um, and, you know, I God, they, they had, like, three aisles of sex and New Age books. I mean, it was just this mass. And, like, God, all the pagan folks went there in, like, in mass and just set up camp well, in the cafe. They just, they just opened, and I promise I'll get back to my point about Barnes & Noble, but they just opened a Books A Million, like, a year and a half ago here. And when it first opened, they had like, you know, two or three vertical stacks all the way down, but through full bookshelves mm-hmm. of New Age, not like the New Age, like angels and crystals and stuff, but like the, the metaphysical, like Wicca and magic and that kind of stuff. They had like two and a half, I think, full bookshelves on that. I went there the other day. They had half a shelf. It was like, okay, so do you not restock these books or something? Because... <laughs> You had a lot. Obviously, they sold because they're not here anymore. But you haven't bothered to replenish the section. Anyway, that that annoyed me. But oh, see, Books a Million had like aisles of it, and that was probably well, and the my biggest... Barnes and Noble used to too, and they they have dwindled down to almost nothing anymore too. Well, I don't know. I order no- everything off Amazon anyway, which is probably why they don't buy buy the books for the stores anymore because everybody just buys them through Amazon. Well, the but- funny thing, is, like my my Barnes and Noble just recently expanded their New Age section, and so they had to move it downstairs. It was upstairs on like this one like one sh- like two shelf area, and they moved it downstairs so it could be an entire aisle. Must be nice. It, I want to. I want to come to your Barnes and Noble. Yeah. But anyway, I, I was at Barnes and Noble a couple of days ago, and typically they have a Halloween table, right? And there will be books about ghosts and ghost stories, yeah. And there will be books about witches and magic, and there will be books about zombies, and there will be books about vampires, right? And then even the though whole Barnes thing, and Noble, yeah, the whole table, both sides, it was all zombies, all of it. Well, there was yeah. not a single book of any of any other kind to be found. And what's interesting is I've looked. Every year in the past that I have looked, they have had Halloween by Silver Ravenwolf out on that table. Mm-hmm. It was not there this year. It was all zombies, all of it. Maybe that's which I know Jillian is happy thing. about, but I'm just not a zombie person. <laughs> I'm not a zombie person either. It doesn't feel like mine had for mostly me. Mine, mine had mostly zombies, but then there was a table next to it that did have some vampire. Well, it had like. Harry Potter and Dracula and, uh, you know, some of the other... Well, what I've liked in the past is that they have incorporated... Oh, yeah, they've got tarot there. Halloween. Got, yeah, yeah, exactly. They've and they'll put, them. like, Jarena Dunwich's book, A Witch's Halloween. Yeah. And, I mean, they'll have that kind of stuff on yeah. that main uh, Last year, table. Um, uh, Judica Illish's book, uh, mm-hmm. A Wiser Field Guide to Witches, was really prominently displayed there. Um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been disappointing. It's been, but, and and the thing is, even though Barnes and Noble is not like a big, you go there for interior decorations, they usually have some stuff. Well, they have seasonal stuff. Yeah, they have seasonal stuff. And this year there's like some paper cutouts that say boo. And I will say. It's really, really pathetic. I will say they have these little zombie Frankenstein doll looking things and, and they do have a ghost cookie jar and I will be purchase I will be making purchase 
of said ghost cookie jar because it is really cute and it's so it's a ghost and the head is the and you just pop the head off of the see i i already have the cutest cookie jar in the world so what is it it is a cookie jar that is a a great big version of a bag of birdie bots every flavor beans (gasps) oh that's a good one it's fabulous and you can't get them anymore my mom checked and are you going to go get the... Uh, whoa! That is so cool! Oh, no way. Is that not awesome? Where did you get that? Um, my... <clears throat> my parents, for Christmas one year, got one of those for me, one for them, and I'm one for my sister. For in from, ears, like, folks. the Warner Brothers store. <laughs> that is back really when, cool. Back when they used to have the Warner Brothers store. That is really freaking cool. I love my cookie jar. That is really cool. <laughs> When I come to your house, I'm stealing that. No, you're not. I am. Because I will hunt you down. That's fine. (laughs) It's fine. I've got a pitchfork. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, that's one of my witchy touches that's not really witchy unless you know what it is, in which case it's it's kitschy kitschy witchy. Yes. Not kitchen witchy, kitschy witchy. It's very cute. I am now now seething with jealousy over over your <laughs> then you life. should never come to my house because there's lots of cool stuff like that all over the place <laughs> cool stuff you do have cool stuff but i haven't now you've threatened one. to steal my cool stuff and that, <laughs> I well, like I do that. Plan- it's not threatening i'm planning on it i'm actually currently plotting with kika um, oh yes on, on how to steal well just don't break it because you can't get them anymore and like it it might actually be worth something more than it was you know paid for so Although I still have the box in the basement, too. And typically with that kind of stuff, the box is worth more than the actual thing. Anyway, getting off the topic of cookie jars. So, yes, disgusted at the Halloween merchandising yeah. this year. Absolutely disgusted. Yeah. Boo. Boo. Yes. Boo. Uh, may I say epic fail? Epic fail. Can epic. I ask you? And I, okay, I'm actually doing an interview with Today is Saturday. I've got this like marathon of podcasting going on this weekend. Yes, you do. I, 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 I recorded one interview yesterday. We're doing this show today and a couple of, I, I've got just enough time to go out for a run to come up with a question list because I'm doing, I, I know, okay, you're probably very jealous. I'm doing, I am doing my most favorite show that I have ever done this afternoon. I am very excited about it. Are you going to tell us? Well, um, okay, so I did uh, a, an agnostic show. I had a show mm-hmm. with uh, Ross and Carrie from Ono oh Ross and Carrie, which is such a fun podcast to listen to. You all should really listen to it, despite the fact that they are agnostics. It's they they do spiritual investigations, and it's really, 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 really cool and very funny. Um, but they brought up some interesting points about you know science and how um, you know you can't. Uh, believe in science and spirituality and, you know, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and honestly, there's a, a lot about what they say that I agree with because I'm a very skeptical person. You know me. I'm a very skeptical person. Mm-hmm. If you tell me that you can hop on a broom and fly, not only do I want to see you do it, but I want to see you do it in, like, a clinical setting. And, you know, I, I, I want to test it because I'm like, okay, well, are there wires is this, you know, is this some elaborate something? Just because, you know, I want it to be true, but I, I also know that people like to take people for, you know, for fools, and I don't like when people take other people for fools. Yes. Um, so anyways, 
so I thought, well, are there any really smart, sciencey pagan folk out there to ask these questions to? And not only are there, there are several, and I've got four of them on my show this afternoon. Oh, yes. I yes. Have... I am looking forward to listening to that episode, and I will say I'm woefully behind on your your show and everybody else's. Well, if, but if nothing else, I realize that I you're a little bit behind, but listen definitely to the Agnostic be listening Show. To that. Listen to the Agnostic Show first, and then listen to this show, because it is going to be an, a, a response to well, that Well, and one. you have people from, I mean, between, I, I mean, I only know of two people. Are there more than the two? There's, There's four. four. Okay. Yeah, I only know of two. But one of them is in England. Yeah. The other one is in Hawaii. And we so have spent the logistics of finding a time yeah. to record this, I, that I am not jealous of. The, the best time is 2 p.m. Central Time because that is 9 a.m. Uh, in Hawaii. And that mm-hmm. is uh, 8 p.m. in England. That's really like the only time you could do it. Yeah, is, is early to mid-afternoon. Um, mm-hmm. I was fine doing the show. You know, I could do it in the morning. But uh, but we you know we've also got five hours before my time is yes. Hawaii. Yes. So, um, but no, we've got uh, Kathleen Borealis from uh, Borealis Meditation, who's, who's in got, Hawaii. Yeah, who's in Hawaii. She has a master's degree in geology, and she's mm-hmm. uh, I believe getting her doctorate. I've also got Sophia from Divine Community, who mm-hmm. has a master's, is in her doctoral program for sociology. So she's a social scientist like me, but she's much smarter than I am. Um, I've got. Reich, and I'm gonna I'm gonna mispronounce his name so badly. He is, if I'm not mistaken, a medical student. So he's got it from kind of a, a studenty side. And then, do you remember um, uh, Aria Nightingale? From, yes. Yes, I've got her on there, and she is an MD. She is a medical doctor. So we've kind of got all sorts of. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Um, Reich is uh, like a chemist, organic chemistry, or something like that. Um, He's got a degree in that. So we've got kind of several different sides of science coming in to answer, uh, you know, what do you think about God and why do you think about uh, God that way? And what do you think about magic and what is science's uh, way? And I so, I mean, just hearing you talk about this, I knew a little bit about it before, but I so want to be like a fly on the wall. And luckily, well, you're recording it. So we can't, we can all be flies on the wall, but yes. Yes, it just it that's going to be fascinating. I'm am, excited to hear that. I am jealous of myself of my life that I'm going to get to have in like 3 hours. I'm very jealous of that. <laughs> yes. No, I think that's awesome and I'm, I'm I am excited to hear that. Um and I don't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> uh marathon of podcasting. What was I talking about? I have no I idea. I don't remember. Oh well. I don't I don't remember. I started taking brain vitamins to hopefully make my are memory taking, better. Are you taking the ginkgo? I am taking old people brain vitamins. Old people brain vitamins. Is that <laughs> yes. is that the name? That's not, I don't think that's the brand name. But <laughs> but no, Does it I have I, the TM like, after it because I, then it might be TM. I actually right. no, it's it's not it's not. But but no, I am seriously worried about my memory because I forget things so fast. It's ridiculous. Did you say, okay? I did an article and it was like late last night for the blog. But there's a study out um, called Popcorn Brain. Mm-hmm. People have popcorn brain these days, and it's really sad because we rely so much on technology. In the last ten years, just think how many people have one of these things have a have a smartphone of some yes. kind. They have the internet in their hands at all times. Well, you don't have to remember anything. You don't have to remember anything. I mean, at first, we didn't have to remember anybody's phone numbers. 
Right. Because, you know. You could get a phone with memory dialing. Yeah. Your memory, you know, the phone had all the memories. All you had to do is remember somebody's name. Although I will say that I have never really taken full advantage of. Almost everybody that I call on a regular basis, I know their phone number. See, I don't. I, I, I know partner's phone number. I know my mom's. I, I'm, it takes me a second, but I remember my dad's. I have no idea what my brother's phone number is. Um, pretty much anybody else. Oh, and I know the phone number to work, but that's only because I have to tell people all the time what the yeah. phone number to work is. <laughs> Other yeah. than that, I don't, I, I'm good to remember 911. So if I, <laughs> but then I don't even have to remember that because all I have to do is tell my phone to make an emergency call and it will call 911 for me. Well, and I think that it's probably getting worse, too, because of things like Twitter and Facebook, where everything is given to you in such little pieces. And the way that you respond to things is in little tiny pieces. You're not actually having to go through the process of forming an entire thought and fleshing it out. And, you know, actually, like in the old days when you would write a letter and it would be a 10 page letter and then you would mail it and then you'd have to wait, you know, three weeks to get a response. You don't even have to do that anymore. So I think that may be making it worse. Well, I don't know, but I really, I really want my memory to get better. And I don't know if the old people brain vitamins will work, <laughs> but we're going to try it out for like a month and see if I notice any difference. Well, the, um, the, the big thing that they were talking about was that when you can't remember information, you don't try and remember it. What, you know, what do most people nowadays do? You just immediately look it up. You immediately look it up. I mean, if you can't remember the definition of a word, if you can't remember the word that's on the tip of your tongue, you don't try and describe the definition. You don't try and find a synonym for it. You just but see, Google. But see, that's not usually the problem that I have. Because that's the kind of thing that I, I don't have a problem remembering. What I can't remember is specific details about like, conversations that I've had with other people mm -hmm. or, you know, little stuff like that. And it drives me absolutely crazy. I'm going to have to go back for my own show. And literally, I'm going to have to go back and listen to my show and write down everything that I've talked about because I can't remember even from looking at the titles when the titles tell me what I talked about. Like, I don't remember what I said about things. I don't right. remember. And, and it's not because it wasn't genuine and it wasn't really the way that I feel. I just don't remember if I made a particular point. Well, I just remember, I, sometimes I get emails, which I'm glad that people are finding my show and going back and listening from the beginning. I think that's wonderful and it makes me happy. Um, but then I get emails that are like, hey, I have a question about something that you said on episode 17. Um, did you mean <laughs> blah, 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 blah when you said yada, yada, yada? And I was uh -huh. like, what? <laughs> It's almost it's almost like I need to have the speech recognition software running when I record a show so that it will just transcript oh, everything you have I say. No idea how much I want to do that. How mm -hmm. much I am very this close to paying somebody to do um, uh, transcription for my show. Well, and I have I have some pretty cool speech recognition software, and it doesn't put it in punctuation or anything, but it will it will type out everything I say. Into I, the microphone. I may very well invest in something like that. I think Dragon has some really good software. But um, no, uh, the, the one of the big things is, is that they were saying, you know, like you're trying to figure out the title. The example I used was yesterday morning I went to get a haircut, which you can't tell because, woo, I just woke up. But <laughs> whatever. Um, I love, can I just say, I love your massive, massive mug. Do you like this? I got this at the Ren Fair that, that I went is to. Literally on the screen, it is bigger than your head. 
It is bigger than my head. It, oh and my god, it is actually literally bigger <laughs> it, than it your head. It is bigger than my head. Yes, and uh, and what's great about it is it holds half a pot of coffee. Do you know uh, the okay, well, let me write this down before I forget the the last point. I remembered the point before that I forgot and I remembered it. <laughs> so let me remember okay, popcorn brain. Yes, we need to get back to that because I think I have that. Yeah, uh, hold on and movies. Okay. I will remember. I have to make notes. Movies? We're going to talk about movies? Okay. There was an example. But, okay, the the mass... Okay, so you know how Starbucks came out with a new size called the Trenta? Yes. They've done studies, because they do studies on everything. The Trenta cannot fit in your stomach. It is literally more fluid than you are supposed to be able to hold in your stomach at one time. Yes, but as the overweight Americans that we are, our stomachs are not necessarily the size they're supposed to be to begin with. Well, right, but even those stretched out stomachs cannot hold a Trenta, a all at once, a massive Trenta. I would like to challenge that. Well, then you go to those people. I bet I could do it. Although I've never seen I've never seen that on a Starbucks menu. Um, you have I don't to ask for it, and it's only for cold. You cannot get a hot Trenta of anything. Well, I never get a hot unless it's really cold outside. I never get hot drinks you at Starbucks. You can get anyway. it for iced coffees. You can get it for iced teas. You can get it for uh, pretty much iced anything. I don't know that you can get a a Trenta Frappuccino, though. That would be an interesting experiment to try. That's okay. I always I always get a white uh, an iced white peppermint mocha. You should be able to get that as a Trenta. I may have to do that at some point. Although, I, I, and then I'm getting try really, and drink it all. <laughs> I'm getting really frustrated. Well, I'm a camel. I mean, especially like on road trips, I can I can drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and drink, and you know, stop twice in a twelve hour day. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. But anyway, um, every time I have gone to Starbucks, I always get the same thing. Right, uh-huh. always. I am very very Dogmatic. weird about that, and. Like, the last three times that I've gone, which, granted, is over the course of, like, three weeks. But the last three times that I've gone, it has gotten increasingly more expensive every time. And I'm like, it's the same drink. Why is the price changing over the course of three weeks? This makes no sense. Um, so, my example about popcorn brain in movies was yesterday yes. I was getting my hair cut, which you can't tell because I just woke up. Yes. yes. So... I went and I was talking to my hairstylist and I was telling her, you know, uh, we were, we talk about movies. She loves movies and she's a really big cinephile like I am. And, uh, you know, she always says, well, you know, have you seen anything good? Um, you know, have you seen anything new? Have you seen anything uh, good on your Netflix or anything like that? And I said, uh, you know, that I had just seen this really great movie called um, uh, It's Kind of a Funny Story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was describing it to her and I said, you know, there's not, and then somehow we got on the topic of Will Ferrell. I'm not sure how, because he was not in that movie, nor was anybody in that movie, in any movie with Will Ferrell ever at any time. But uh, somehow we got on the subject of Will Ferrell and about mm-hmm. how one of the only movies that I like of his is a movie called uh, Stranger Than Fiction. I could not for the life of me figure out the name Stranger Than Fiction, but could not for the life of me approximated about five seconds of my time because I just got immediately frustrated and went to IMDb 
mm-hmm. the app on my phone that knows all about all movies. And I just IMDb'd Will Ferrell and looked up and, oh, it's called Stranger Than Fiction. But I knew. I'm sitting there like I could sketch you a picture of the cover. And I can tell you that Emma Thompson and Queen Latifah also co-star, as does Maggie Gyllenhaal. And it's a great movie. And he plays an IRS, uh, you know, a, a tax guy. And this, this, and this. I can tell you the whole plot. I could not tell you the title if a gun was held to my head. But instead Mm of actually spending more than like the three seconds that I spent on it trying to figure it out, I just immediately Googled. I immediately, immediately turned to the Google. And what they're saying is that because we rely so much on smartphones and on the internet and on having a screen somewhere at all times that we can tap and have it tell us the information that we just don't choose to store, the actual quantity of gray matter that is in our brains, which is the part that allows us to actually think and ponder and pull up the information that we store in the other parts of our brain, is getting smaller. Our brains are actually shrinking. It is quite literally a case of we have not used it, so we are physiologically losing it. So eventually we are going to devolve back into apes who can use smartphones. I think that an implant where we kind of know everything all at once all the time will probably be something that is going to happen. Which is just ridiculous. Yeah. I will, I'm very glad that I will be dead long before that yeah, happens. Yeah, I am too. I don't want to see that. But um, no. honestly, I think with the way that we are are just relying... And it's not... I mean, we're not going to just recede. I mean, the, the tech wave is here. It is happening. We are going to move forward into this brave new world, as it were. And yes, I do mean that in reference to Aldous Huxley. Um, but, you know, we are moving forward into this world and we are just not stopping. It's just not stopping. And you know what? I I would not give up my iPhone. I mean, you know, I had this great epiphany and it's all great and wonderful for me, but I'm not giving this thing up. (laughs) And I I realize that about me. I realize the sad, tragic truth that I, I love this, this little thing. It is, it is a part of my hand and I love it. But and I, I, and I think I could. Uh, see now i i well i would probably go through withdrawals and eventually i would learn to live without it but you know i'm an avid reader so uh you know and they say that if you want to combat popcorn brain then you know read actual books don't have the audiobook told to you because again that's not you trying to process information yourself that's somebody else processing the information for you well it's a different form of processing well but, but yeah. you have to you don't have to pay as much attention no, you it's, don't. It, you, you don't have to be as focused. So read actual words on pages. Read books. And don't just read, you know, Dick and Jane C-Spot run books. You know, don't just mm-hmm. read stuff for, for the young adults either. Read books that are made for adults with big words and all of yes. that kind of thing. And yes, if you have to, use a dictionary. A, mm-hmm. a, a dictionary. And look up words and store them to your memory and all of that. And ha- and they also said having conversations with people, verbal conversations, is also a way to, uh, to combat popcorn brain. Um, because we've stopped actually talking to people. Yeah. And having conversations and debates. They said debating with somebody and having forcing your brain to use that gray matter to come up with the reason why you believe what you believe. Instead of just Googling all of the answers and then, you know, having an index list of, of citations. So what you're saying is that in order for me to fix my memory problems, we need to argue about fake flowers more often. Yes. Actually, yes. <laughs> yes, we do. 
Um, hopefully never about fake flowers ever again. So, okay, the point that I forgot, the first point that I forgot that I had to eventually write down and that I'm going to add, how we got into the podcast thing, I'm asking Sophia about it on her show that I'm doing tomorrow. Mm -hmm. She's doing my show today and I'm doing her show tomorrow, which is Divine Community, great show. Um, But I got into an interesting discussion earlier this week on the Twitter with somebody who was making the claim that in America, um, three to four percent of the population is pagan. It it is a documented fact that three. Who to 4%, documented it? I, okay, and that was one of my first questions. And I said three to four percent of the population is a pretty big number. What do you have any citations to back that up? Well, and when you think about it, the difference between three percent and four percent is actually when you're talking about population, that's a huge difference. Well, even if it's three percent, that is still and okay. Folks, 3% when you're talking about 100 people is not as important of a thing, especially when you're talking about something like 3% of people think it's okay to feed your child nothing but peanut butter all day. You know, 3% of people, there there are 3% of people that think a whole lot of things. But when you're talking about the entire population of America, and it's about something important like religious rights or, you know, what people ascribe to spiritually... 3% of the population, we have uh, over 308 million people. I think it's 308006550 was the number that I counted. Um, Did you go through and individually number people? No. no I, I, <laughs> you I, said I, you counted them. I took an average of several population clocks and then did the calculations myself. Okay, um, except that you did that previous to this moment, which means it's already outdated. Yeah, but which yes. means it's already outdated by yes. probably um, several hundred at least. But, um, <laughs> but yes, th- uh, there are over 308 million people in the U.S., just in the okay. U.S., which is a lot of people. It's a lot of freaking yes. people. It's not as many as mm-hmm. in China, but it's a lot of freaking people. <laughs> not by a long shot. No, nor India. Oh, my God. If India wanted to like, oh, man, they could just stomp us. But anyways... Um, <laughs> uh, the, uh, so three, 308 million people, it's a lot of people, three to 4% of those, you're talking a lot of people. Well, how many? A lot of people. Uh, I think it was in the millions. Um, it's something in the low millions. Let me, let me calculate that quickly. I don't, I am just not good with numbers. It is not that I'm having the popcorn brain right now. See, I'm used to having the little calculator button on my computer. Nine million, and... uh, nine point two million is okay. 3%. What's four percent? I'm just curious. Uh, there you go, eight zero zero six, and I'm just using the numbers that I got the other day times uh, twelve million, twelve point three. So within that percentage point, within that within that one percentage point, you're talking about three million. Three million g- give people. or give or take three million. Yeah, give or take three million. But here's the thing: if there were between nine. Point two and 12.3 million pagans in the U.S. That would have made some news at some point. But the question is how... Okay, let's say their statistic is correct. I don't believe it is, but let's just say that it is, right? What are they defining as pagan? Well, okay. This is the same problem we have with our own community. How? What are they lumping well, in there and with I was, that? And, and these are all questions that I was bringing up. Uh, first of all, he said that Freemasons were pagans and that... Uh, you know, it, it just started getting into this whole, well, I know some Christians that just are a little bit more witchy than blah, 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 blah. And he was saying that Mississippi has more pagans than anywhere else because he lives in Mississippi. And, um, no. Yeah, no. 
Um, well, I, okay, so I actually went to various um, academic third-party uh, sources that do these kinds of things. They take these kinds of statistics. And just for fun, I, I went in Mississippi and found that there are, um, you know, maybe at the most a couple of hundred pagans in Mississippi. See, and and I would do my own research and my version of research is going to Google Maps and searching words like metaphysical and witch and pagan to see if you can find any shops. Uh-huh. And if Mississippi had more pagans than any anywhere else in the country, you would be able to find at least one metaphysical shop in the entire state of Mississippi. Right. And I can't. Well, so his big thing, well, you know, he obviously doesn't know statistics. And, you know, obviously, I don't know if he has a degree and obviously does not get a degree that requires him to have ever taken a class in statistics. Or degree, has bad data and has chosen to believe it. Degrees like what Sophia has, degrees like what I have. I had to take not only one statistics course, I had to take like three <laughs> statistics courses. Because when you're talking about criminality, when you're talking about crimes... Statistics are a really important thing. Statistics with statistics, I can tell you which which intersection has the most heroin-related crimes. I mean, I can tell you some very interesting things with statistics, but um, not every not not all people have those classes, and not all people have that training, and that's fine. You don't have to, but you also need to admit your mistake um, whenever presented with counter evidence. And here's the thing. When you go to places like the Pew Research Forum, which is uh, possibly my favorite research uh, facility because they do research not just for religion, but they do research for all manner of things. And they tend to have some of the best statistics out there because they do very exhaustive research. They tend to, uh, you know, very exhaustive categories of research. And they had it all the way down to who identifies as new age, who identifies as, uh, you know, other. And they identified what other was, like Unitarian Universalist and this and that and the other. And if you take all of those numbers together, and you also recognize that, like, folks that identify as Unitarian Universalists, yes, some of them, because it's a non-denominational, non-religious uh, organization, some of them, yes, are probably pagan. You know, I've I've seen Unitarian Universalist churches. I've been to a couple mm -hmm. of them. They do have pagan-related circles. There are pagans that go to those because they like a church setting. Um, you know, so there are some pagans that... Um, and, and, of course, he was doing things like, well, 19% of all... And I don't know where he got this statistic. The funny thing is, he never cited any source. He never cited any source anywhere. He never gave me any sort of information. He said, well, upwards of 20%. And then, of course, he got into the, the semantic detail of, well, a pagan is anybody that's non-Abrahamic. And I said, well, for the purposes of, of statistical research, that is a very, very, very bad definition of pagan. Well, okay. Yes, it is a bad defini definition. I agree with you. However... That is also a definition that a lot of people do choose to use still. Yes, it is also, um, just to be fair, it is outdated and it is no longer the definition that's used by current dictionaries. Dictionaries that are printed today do not have that definition of pagan. They have okay. other definitions. Not everybody has a modern dictionary. No, I know that. And that's what I'm saying. I, you know, it's we are trying to evolve. But anyways, um, but the thing is, if you actually look at statistics, that's not the definition that they give for pagan. <laughs> 
that that is that it's anything other than you know that's anything that's non-Abrahamic. That's not what they define it as. They do not define. Um, so, and it, but see again, I mean, the crux of the problem is the semantic issue of pagan. Well, but anyway, so you get all the way down to it, and honestly. Um, and uh, I know Hutton in uh, in in Europe um, is having this problem as well, and he surmised that there is pro- uh, probably about 0.1 percent of the population that is actually pagan. Um, mm-hmm. And in the U.S., that's about what if you look at all the all the statistics, it looks like we may account for between 0.1 and 0.5 percent of the population, which would be somewhere between 300,000 and 1.5 million. Most likely, somewhere around there. Um, I can give you the number real quick. Uh, well, 0.1% is pretty easy to, to do in your head. Because you just take a couple zeros off the end, and there you go. Yeah, well, yeah, 308,000. Yeah. Um, you know, so you're you're looking at a few hundred thousand people to maybe a million folks. Which honestly makes sense, because that's about how many copies of Wicca, A Guide for the Military <laughs> Practitioner. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. The, la- the <laughs> latest version says over 400,000 copies sold. And I would wager that, I mean, let's be generous. Let's say that only half of the pagan community has that book. That would still only put it at 800,000, which I can totally buy. Right. And that's the thing, is that if we were tens of millions of people, there would be a need for pagan news networks, and there would be a need for a pagan news correspondent, and we would probably also have somebody in Congress representing us as an open pagan, because... Three to four percent of the population being pagan, that's larger than the number of Jews that are in America. That's larger than the number of Mormons that are in America. That's larger than the Can you pull po- up, can you, since you're quicker on the computer than I am, can you pull up a list of um, state populations? State populations? Yeah, I'm just curious. Uh, talk, be interesting for just a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that means I put myself on the spot, huh? Yes. Well, no, I'm just curious, you know, what if it if it is, in fact, say, 300,000 people, I'm sure there's a state out there that has roughly that population. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that there's a state out there that has roughly a population of what did we say? Three point five million. Yeah. Uh, Between. um, Oh, uh, uh, on the on the top of it, if it was no nine million. Oh, yeah. Nine Nine million. Nine point two and twelve point three. Okay. Census population as of April first, two thousand ten. So these are statistics from the U.S. Census as of last year, when obviously the census was taken. Okay, Uh, so give me a state that's around three hundred thousand people. Three hundred thousand people. There is no state. The state with the lowest population is Wyoming, with five hundred and sixty-three thousand six hundred and twenty-six people. It is okay. So let's be generous and say half a million. So that would be Wyoming. But okay, so give me a state that's nine point two million. But. But there are several territories, so that would mean that there are more pagans in America than, and this would actually be combined, uh, Guam, the Virgin Islands, American Samoa, uh, the North Mariana Islands um, combined. All of those Yeah, see, I have a hard time visualizing that. So Wyoming is easier for me. Yeah. um, Okay, well, if you go to 9 million, if you say that 3% of the American population is pagan, and that means at least that they self-identify as pagan. Right. At the very, very least, that they self-identify as pagan. That means that if you put us all in one state, mm-hmm. we would be number 11. Which is? Uh, well, we would a- actually have more people than New Jersey, a little less than North Carolina. 
New Jersey has a population of 8.7, basically 8.8, if you round up, 8.8 million. Mm -hmm. Uh, North Carolina has a population of 9.5 million. So we Okay, so what about 4%? What about the the 12 point, whatever it was? uh, We would be the seventh most populous state in America. We would have more people than Ohio. We would have less people than Pennsylvania. Hmm. I can see a very interesting science fiction novel coming out of that idea. I mean, it's just, you know, we we would be in the top 10. I mean, we would have, that's how many people is 4% of the population, folks. I mean, yeah. we would be a state. I mean, we would have a lot of people. A yeah. A lot of people. 4% of the population is a whole heck of a lot of people. But my question to you out of all of this, because there seems to be every now and then somebody, some person who wants to start talking statistics about the pagan community. And they always seem to way overinflate them. Yeah. Why? I mean, okay, I get it from the standpoint of we want to be a little bit more important than we probably actually are. We want to have more, we want to pretend that we have more people attributed We want to, to sound impressive. We want to sound impressive. We want to sound cooler than, you know, a, a little bit more pervasive than we actually are. And then I think that we, you know, kick the I sand think, and take our toys and go home whenever but we I find think, out otherwise. No, I think a lot of the problem, though, is that there are a lot of bad statistics out there and we choose to believe the ones that we want to believe. Yeah. Instead of actually, you know, getting in deeper and looking at, well, what are they defining as pagan for the purposes of this statistic? Or, you know, when was this statistic taken? Or, um, you know, I mean, there's just, there's no way to tell, unfortunately, because there are so many people who some people might define as being pagan, but they don't self-identify as pagan, so they wouldn't put that they're pagan on a census. Or And honestly, um, I think it is very important to at least say, well, this person needs to self-identify as pagan. I mean, I, I think that that is at least important because you can't tell somebody, oh, it, no, you well, are pagan. You don't, talk- you don't know it, but you, you are. <laughs> we've talked about that and, and that we're not going to get into that debate again because it was long and drawn out and got nasty. But um, <laughs> I, I think that that can be a stipulation. It is certainly not the only stipulation. No. But... They're I, just, I, I there think is it not, is at least important but see, the, that somebody uh, think that to me, are. the problem, there, there's two problems. It, ultimately, it all comes back to a semantic issue. It really honestly does. And we are not helping that semantic issue within our own community. So we don't really have any right getting bent out of shape when other people use that word incorrectly as well. But once you have that defined, you still have all of the bad data that you have to fight against. Yeah. Well, and a lot of, but uh, there, there's an important. I mean, it's issue like it's kind here. of, it, but it's kind of like Starhawk saying that nine million people died in yeah. the witch trials. Right. How many people still believe that that's true? Right. Uh, well, a lot. A lot. A lot. A of lot of people believe because which, it's a more sensational statistic than exactly a few thousand or a few tens exactly. of thousands of people died, and most of them were not actually pagan and a lot of and them correct were men. me if i'm wrong but was isn't nine million more than the entire population of, of europe, europe at, at that point yeah it was the i mean it, it was the entire population of europe at the time times some it, yeah it was more than that i mean maybe maybe you could say nine million 
if you are converting it to current statistics, like if you said, yeah, if you, if said you took Europe right now yeah. and you killed off 9 million people, that would be the equivalent. Yeah, that would be the equivalent. Of, but that's not what they said. But that's not what she, that's not what she said no. in the book. She said 9 million women died, which yeah. is a complete falsehood. But so many people still believe it yeah. because it's a sensational number. And it's whenever a, a sensational number. numbers come out, those are the ones that stick around. Yeah. You know, and and a lot of people say, well, what's the point of knowing these kinds of things? What is the point of knowing, you know, where our place is? And, and you know, and a lot of people get on me because I'm like, no, we are most likely just a few hundred thousand people at the very, very most spread over 50 states. And that's okay. But a lot of people get really upset and are like, well, you're just trying to say that the pagan community is insignificant and that we don't matter and that we... No, I just think it is a very, very important for us to understand our place and understand the position that we're in. We're in a really unique position because how many Jainists do you see on mainstream TV? Mm-hmm. How, how many Buddhists do you see as active characters on the latest CW show? But right. for some strange reason... 0.1% to 0.5% of the population has terms and words, and yes, they are wildly used incorrectly, but Buffy, Charmed, I mean, some of the biggest TV shows that have ever been on TV mm-hmm. have used Wiccans and magic and witches and pagans, and yes, a witch is a pervasive idea, but the the ideas that we have, so we can have some kind of influence, and we can do that, but, we, you know, I, I just want people to understand, we have to go about it in a smart way. We have See, to... See, the, the Jedi still have us beat, though. Uh, yeah, that's, yes, that is true. In terms of pop culture references, they still have us beat. Very much so. But no, I don't think acknowledging that something is not as large as you thought it was in any way devalues it. No, not at all. I don't, and that's I don't never think, what I don't I think at all. Want. But I do think I do think that it's important for us to have a realistic idea of yes. how big our community actually is. And quite frankly, I just find it interesting, regardless of what the ramifications of that statistic are. I find it interesting to be able to say, okay, well, there's probably this many people in the in the country that, you know, feel generally the same way I do yeah. about a lot of things. And I think that's interesting. And I, I don't know that it necessarily fosters community, but I also don't think it tears it down. Now, I do want to go back to something that you said earlier um, about not really needing a pagan news source. And I disagree with that. I think the problem is that we have the the problem is not that we have pagan news sources okay the problem to me is pagan news sources take things that aren't pagan news and turn them into pagan news that is true every once in a while there is actually a story that does have something to do with paganism and i do think having some kind of a network so that we can keep on top of that kind of story is a good thing but i think sensationalizing mainstream news or even you know, bottom of the barrel, you know, the little tiny thing at the bottom of the page on the newspaper and blowing that up into a big pagan issue when it isn't and it doesn't have anything to do with paganism. I think that is where the problem is. Yeah. Well, but I, 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 do, I think the I do more like appropriate the idea of having a source. It was kind of like I was really sad when Witchbox took their news down 
because they did pull things and that was not sensationalized and that mm. was you know stories about well, environmental issues I mean, it was just and social issues article, which was and religious good. issues and but see that's what i want that's what i want to see and i i have never followed them on facebook i really don't like facebook i'm very kind of disgusted that they ever went to facebook because i used to i used to read that all the time and i used to keep on top of that and it was interesting and it was from a pagan point of view but it wasn't being written by pagan news writers. It was the stories that are of interest to the pagan community written by whoever it was at this newspaper or this news channel, you know, and it just so happened that it was a story that was about something that might be of interest. Mm -hmm. That's what I think we need more of. That's true. I agree. I think sensationalizing, uh, you know, the idea of wanting to be able to monitor Skype into a pagan story <laughs> is complete bullshit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. No, and, and I get what you're saying, but I, I think, and you, would have, you and I have, I, I probably didn't word it properly, you and I have had conversations where the, the need for a daily source of news sometimes just isn't there. Sometimes a daily there source of pagan story. news. There, th there is not a new pagan story every single day. No. L however, story. however, going back to what Witchfox used to do, every day there were updates, and sometimes they were environmental, or they were animal exactly. issues, or they were so social issues, or they were other kinds of religious issues. Right. And those are the kind of things that I think, as pagans, we should stay on top of, I as agree. opposed to, you know, the the fear mongering and the you know, oh my God, everything is all, you know, the yeah. Christians are always out to get us. Yeah. Why not actually talk about you know environmental issues? We're supposed to love the earth, right? Well, well why are we talking actually about that? Really, I'm I'm actually really upset at the greater pagan uh, news folks because there have been a lot of very serious social injustices go on this year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, various death penalty cases and, and things of that nature that nobody touched because nobody had a wand in their hand and nobody died by Avada Kedavra. Oh, God, nobody I just could, said it. Nobody could turn it into a pagan issue, nobody so they didn't talk about it. Issue. But, I mean, it is an issue of the sanctity of life. It is an issue of uh, a, a lot of things. And I think that, you know, it, it's something that everybody should have talked about and it should have been something that we can universally relate to. Um mm -hmm. But, you know, that's why I'm here. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just, you know, I just wanted to get your opinion on that because I, I just, I find it interesting that every now and then we get these, these statistics and I'm like, okay, do you have any idea how many people that actually is? I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, part of the problem is that once it's in print, people believe it, even if it's wrong. Yeah. Even if it's wrong. And, you know, I can go back and look at statistics from the seventies and say, oh, well, you know, this is, you know, I, if I don't give you my source, I can say, oh, no, I have statistics to back up the fact that, you know, 30% of the population are hippies. Well, you know, I'm sorry, that's not true. That's an incorrect statistic because it's old data. And, it's you know, a lot of... Cartman took care of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no, I mean, it, it's so easy... <laughs> it is so easy to manipulate statistics for your own purposes by simply not giving sources. And that that's oh, well, the problem. That's, that's very true. And, and the, yeah. the entire conversation was based on these these numbers that were just seemingly pulled out of his ass. And it was, you know, I said, OK, one source. I even offered to eat my own shoe. I said, OK, if you can give me one source, one good source that does not come from... Helena Moonflower, <laughs> you know, one good source, 
that's that backs up anything that you just said, I will eat my shoe right now and take pictures of it and post mm-hmm. it online for all to see. And and that was pretty much where the conversation ended. So yeah, we, you know, and a lot of people and what what the not to harp on this because it's it's October. Oh, we've ar- we've already been harping on it. Yeah, well, but but the thing is, um, you know, a lot of people. Uh, want to understand, well, what is the purpose of us knowing the number of people that we have? And what is the purpose, you know, what is it? And, and a lot of people think that that it's, well, you're just trying to make us feel bad because we don't have that many folks. And it's it's not that. It's not that at all. It is, if for some reason we have, oh, I don't know, a headstone in Arlington National Cemetery where the soldier actually wanted a pentacle put on his headstone, Mm-hmm. Um, then it is really important for us to know, A, how hard of a fight that might be, um, and and B, uh, it, it does add to the idea that there aren't a lot of us, so maybe we need to come together and, and get over a few of our hangups about one another, because if we do want things to happen, there aren't as many of us that can put it, you know, and, and if, if the majority of us can't put aside our differences and work towards the same cause then it's going to be a lot harder for us to get things done for one okay. another. So, so tell me something. Okay, yes. Mr. Computer Wizard, find oh, me God. a statistic of what percentage of the U.S. population is Christian. Uh, I already know that. It's 70%. Okay, 70% of 308 million is? 70% of 308 million. And um, the interesting thing about it is... Uh, the interesting thing about it is that, uh, sorry, I I apparently cannot talk and um, type. <laughs> you can't on my talk and calculate at the, at the same, same time. time. Uh, various states, especially in the south and uh, especially in the south and southeast, um, are greatly. I mean, they swing the population number. Like I, I think if you well, look, no, I understand that, but we're yeah. talking about the country as a whole in terms of pagan population. So let's talk about the country as a whole in terms of Christian population. Two hundred and fifteen million six hundred and four thousand five hundred and eighty five. Okay, so two percent of their population mm-hmm. is bigger than our entire population. So if they have two percent, oh god, yeah. Well, a two percent of their population is four point three. So four point three million. Uh huh. Okay, so one percent of their population is oh, bigger than we are. Because that's one percent of their population is more than we are. Right. Okay. So if you take our entire community, and you know, let's say, okay, so the 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 fundamentalist right wing Christians are how much of their population? Uh, like a one per- percent or something. That that's that's a little hard to define. Um, most folks put it at less than five. Less than five percent, at, at least. Okay, so just let's just. I mean, granted, we're not we don't we're not being specific, but right. let's just say five percent of the Christian population is fundamentalist, absolutely hardcore right wing Christians. Okay, mm-hmm. that means that there are five times more hard right-wing fundamentalist Christians than there are pagans. Uh-huh. Oh, at least. Oh, Which yeah. means that if we ever want to convince them that we're not what they say we are, we really have to work together. And and the thing is, if you take 
the number of pa- I mean, if you start breaking down statistics within statistics, if you take the whole number of pagans and let's put it on the big side, let's say that let's just for the sake of having let's a, say we a have good a million round number, let's say we have a million people. Let's say we have two million people. Let's say we have two million people. Let's say it's one point five, and let's round that up to two just for kicks. Okay, that's still a lot of not people. There's <laughs> a lot of people. That's a little, um, but uh, it's still a very small number of people when compared to 308 million. But yes, uh, let's say we have two million people, mm-hmm. and for some reason, I mean, look at the the number of uh, look at the number of individuals that choose to try and run for public office and make a difference. You know, there's. Mm-hmm. Five or six hundred people holding national public office, and you know, say there may be like two thousand people, three thousand mm-hmm. people all across the U.S. that are people like governors and mayors and and things like that. So mm-hmm. say there's a couple thousand people out of all of that. Well, mm-hmm. so let's just say let's say it's three thousand. Let's say it's three thousand people, and I am completely pulling these numbers right out of my ass. I may be way underestimating the number of mayors and governors that are out there. Okay. Um, I would guess that you probably are, but that's okay. We'll go with it. That's point zero 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 nine percent of that population. Mm-hmm. And if you just think about it, I mean it it's such a small percentage of people that try and and make a difference, or at least try and take a position of leadership and change things. And if you well, in in terms of government, yeah, in terms of government, and in terms of trying to get things done, and then you know, take the number of people that are activists and and all of that. And we don't know those numbers right off the top of our heads, and and I don't know that we could really good look up and and get a good number. But the majority of people are not activists. The majority of people are not working for change in in the greater community. And Mm -hmm. so by that, we can assume that the greater number of people in the pagan community are probably not actively seeking change and are not activists and are not working actively working towards being a leader and and taking uh, the time to to make things better for our community. So if you compare those two statistics... If you still have thousands of people, maybe even tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that are activists and lawyers and uh, governors and mayors and all of that working to change things, and you shrink that down to our population of maybe a million people Mm -hmm. or so, you're talking about a couple dozen people at the very, very most. Yeah. A couple dozen I mean, if mm-hmm. you compare those statistics that are actively working to be leaders, that are actively working, you know, as attorneys and activists and stuff, trying to make a difference for our population. And it is that reason that we need to know that we are between 0.1 and 0.5% of the population. Because I think it might wake a few people up and get a few more people over the BS that they have going on in their heads when it comes to disagreements. Mm-hmm. And putting a lot more aside to get things done when things need to get done. Because yeah. right now, we're talking about less than 100 people trying to make a difference for a million. And are there are there more pagans or less pagans than there are people in the Tea Party? Oh, I would I would almost be willing to bet. Uh, that I would bet we're less. less. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number... Uh, 
of tea. And I don't, I don't want anybody to think that by saying this, we are devaluing the pagan community because no, I think that I, am, I think I'm I think a lot the pagan more community value on the pagan community, and I'm putting a lot more responsibility on the yeah. pagan community because we have a lot more responsibility to come together and get our act together if we want things to happen because we are such a small percent of the population. We can't afford to have squabbles right now. We can't afford yeah. to to not come together when things need to get done because if all of us came together all at once, we still, all of us all at once, would be smaller than most groups. Yeah. All of us, if all of us came together in a unified I was actually, show, th I was actually thinking of looking up how many people were actually at the Million Man March and to, <laughs> to see. Oh, it's it was a it was a few thousand. It was a few. Yeah, it, it's not many. I don't know. But that like the ever biggest, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to picture like the biggest like march on Washington or the biggest you know whatever it is. Uh huh. And I would be willing to bet that there have been events like that where the entire pagan population would be smaller. Mm hmm. If every single person in our community was there. Yeah. And I and I I think you're right. I, I hope that that will be a wake up call to sort of make people realize that the infighting is not going to get us anywhere. No. And it's not like, you know, we're plotting to overthrow the government or anything. It's not like we need paganism to all of a sudden be the the next big thing. But I think it's very easy for the rest of the world to not take us seriously well, okay. because we are so people, small how many and people, we're very disorganized. Okay. It's Halloween right now. It's the time of Halloween. Yes, it's it the is. time when people, it's get, the season of the witch baby. It, it, well, it's the time when people get all upset about things like Jesus ween and, and various churches having harvest fest and, and all of that. And, and or the haunted houses where they show, you know, one room is the abortion clinic oh and one room God, is the, the two guys in bed. How many yes. of those things I've been to? It's not even funny. Oh yes. my God. The youth group that I grew up with went to those things as often as like several of them, several of them in the month of October we went to. And I was always thinking, Oh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> you have got yes. to be kidding me. Uh -huh. um, and, and but they do that every year. It's not like it's new. Oh, I know. Uh, but well, but that's the thing. And and the number of people. Uh, and and then of course, in in a month, less than a month, I predict the first big story about somebody getting all mad about Christmas. Yeah. You know the first pagan blog. Uh, I can't wait to see who the first pagan blogger is this year to bitch and moan about somebody saying Merry Christmas to them. I just can't wait because it happens every single year. Yes. And the, the thing is, you know, what, what we always hear in, in these complaints is, you know, wah, 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 somebody said Merry Christmas, wah, 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 I hate Christians, blah, 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 screw all of you people. And and they just kind of check themselves out of of making a difference or may, possibly educating somebody on Yule or Winter Solstice or, I don't know, show some tolerance and say Blessed Yule right back to them. You know, they are giving you their greeting. You can give your greeting right back. You know, whatnot. I never understood why, as a pagan, I'm supposed to feel bad if I say Merry Christmas to somebody. Oh, I say Merry Christmas all the time. I do all the time. Well, I mean, Christmas is just, it's, Christmas is about Toys R Us these days. I mean, it's just. Well, yeah, but I mean. If somebody says Merry Christmas to me, that indicates to me that they celebrate Christmas and they are Christian. Therefore, Merry, I don't understand. Merry Christmas why, Like, if you. I walked up to somebody and said, Blessed Yule, theoretically, if the world was fabulous, they would say Blessed Yule back, yeah. right? 
But if they say Merry Christmas to me, why wouldn't I reciprocate with the same thing? Why why do I have to, you know, or, you try know, to again, be all up in their I face? I don't get that. I don't think, you know, if a, if a Christian and a Jew were good friends and one said to the other Merry Christmas, the other might say back Happy Hanukkah or whatnot. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. Happy time of this year. And the thing well, and is, at one point, at one point, I had a um, a boss who was Jewish, mm-hmm. and so when I left work on the first day of Hanukkah, I stopped by his office and said, "Happy Hanukkah." Yeah, that I, I doesn't make me less of a um, pagan. It just means I'm acknowledging that he celebrates something different, and I hope he has a happy one. I mean, why can't we just get over ourselves? And if somebody says Merry Christmas, just you know. Thank you. Or a, Merry I Christmas a, back. I or... have an Indian friend whose family is uh, Hindu, and um, uh, she she said, you know, she's it's kind of like a lapsed Catholic thing. She's sort of a Hindu in the fact that that's what her family is, mm-hmm. um, and you know, her husband is Christian, and and her kids are pretty much being raised Christian, but they still celebrate Diwali, uh, and so um, you know, I'll say, you know, Happy Diwali, you know. Mm-hmm. Festival of Lights, and there were the funny thing was I knew a little bit about more about her holiday than she did, but um, uh, you know, and she was like, oh yeah, you know, tonight's Diwali, and I'm gonna get off, and blah blah blah. I was like, oh yeah, happy Diwali, blah blah blah. And it's like I just, and the thing is, you know, but how many people check out of the argument altogether, you know? And when you take all of those people, how many are left to show some tolerance and show some? I guess I my issue with it is that. Somebody said something to you in an attempt to be nice. Mm -hmm. And instead of accepting that, even if you accept that and acknowledge that it's not something that you celebrate and moving on, you are making the choice to make a big fat stink about it. Yeah. And especially in the case of people who post on their blogs or, you know, whatever, share that that whole, you know, negativity, animosity towards Christians out, put it all out there. You're not helping anything. No. Just, you know, acknowledge that somebody said something that they meant to be a nice thing and get on with it. Yeah. Just move on. I absolutely agree. But it is Halloween coming up. It is Halloween coming up. I'm so excited. I am going to spend the rest of my day today. I might I might record my show today. I might do it in the morning. I Woo-hoo! haven't really decided because I, I want to make some more notes and stuff. But I am going to break out the Halloween movies and I am going to clean my house and I'm going to watch Halloween movies. I have and a I'm sleepover. So excited. I have a sleepover planned on Halloween on October 31st and I am taking off for November 1st. I have to admit, I'm actually really excited about Halloween this year. I'm always excited about Halloween, but this year is different because... This year, Halloween is a Monday, which sucks major, major oh, bats. Oh, it's, it's not fun at all. It's awful. I hate it. Although next year will be worse when it's on Wednesday. Yeah. But it, anyway, um, so, and I couldn't, I couldn't get Monday off, but I have most of Wednesday, or most of Tuesday off, so I can sleep in. But on, we, we decided, my, my coven decided that typically what we do is we get together on Halloween. It's the one Sabbath that no matter what day of the week it falls on, we always meet on the day, right? Uh-huh. This year, we have decided we're going to do our Samhain thing on Saturday night, just like we normally do Saturday night things, you know? Uh-huh. Which means I get to have a, a solitary Samhain this year, which for some reason I am so giddy about because I haven't done it in five years. Well, 
I, I am not having a solitary Samhain, and I always have a solitary Samhain. I mean, well, partners there, but as far as like my rituals and stuff, yeah, I'm I'm always solitary. And this year, I have I have pagan friend. Yes, one. <laughs> you have a pagan. Hey, that's I that, think that's awesome, and that, you have a very cool pagan friend. I do. Too, might I add? You should be very jealous. She may actually. Um, her name is Anya. She may pop up on the show at some point. Uh, on on my show to talk about alternative medicine because she has a. Ma- I surround myself. She was working today because and she couldn't get in on the show that I'm doing this afternoon. Um, but I surround I surround myself with people that have more degrees than I do, but <laughs> I think to make myself seem smarter than I actually am. Um, but she has a master's degree in alternative medicine, so I think it would be very interesting to hear a perspective of, uh, you know, everybody's always kind of harping on, um, you know, oh, well, you know, this woo-woo, uh, you know, put these needles in your eye and you'll cure cancer or something like that. So, you know, and, yeah. and she's like, oh, my God, that's such BS. And it's just going to be really, it would be a really interesting discussion to have with her. Yeah. Um, but she has talked me into doing a dumb supper. Yay! Which That's I, so awesome. I have never done a dumb supper before because mm-hmm. as you all could probably tell, I can't shut up long enough to even shovel the food in my mouth. I just have to shovel the food in my mouth between words. Yes. And and I just I stop talking for about 20 seconds, eat everything on my plate, <laughs> and then continue talking. I yes. can't I can't. I don't I I am very scared about doing this dumb supper. I have to admit, I I like dumb suppers, but then again, I live by myself, so <laughs> you you could almost say every supper is a dumb supper. <laughs> every supper is a um, dumb supper when you're when you're supping with but Velma. One of these one of these years, I am going to make it to Salem for Halloween, and every year, one of the things that they do is they they host a dumb supper, and it's like fifty to seventy five people having dinner in complete silence. And I think the idea of having that kind of experience with that number of people just, I, I, I don't know, it just seems fascinating to me. So I've done that before on my own. Uh-huh. My, my coven has never done that. Um, but I, I, I've done it by myself, and it's really not that much different from dinner any other day. Yeah. Um, but I think it's neat when, if you can incorporate that with other people because then it really is more of a of a test to see. Well, and I think you know, I you think know, we'll do it up. Do. I think we'll do it up with you know the candles and the formal the formal plates and well, and that's and, how, that's how it should be done. Yeah, and and you know, putting the, the picture, putting the pictures of the and, putting pictures yeah. of the beloved dead, you know, uh, at places on the table yes. and setting a place for them and all of that kind of thing. And I, you know, I think we'll really do it up uh, like that. And, and, and yeah. that, I, I am kind of excited for it. I am very, uh, I have a lot of trepidation about it because I'm like, oh, I don't know that I can do this. Um, I did, did we, I don't remember if in episode 15 we've talked about this, but I'm sitting here going back through some of our emails. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, Suze to Suze, thank you so much. Um, yeah, uh, Sanskrit. Is the language of Hindu. I could not, for the life of me, remember that last time. Yes. I don't even remember that I didn't remember it until I read the comment. Oh, and, and may I point out that the ancient Romans did not speak Latin. And I do know that. And they did not speak Italian. And I know no. that as well. Yes. Yes. I was just trying to come up with an example. And that was the only thing I could think of. Um, dear Caitlin Rose. And dear about a dozen other people. Episode three of this show came out 
August 22nd, 2010. So it's been over a year ago, and I realized that you may not go back to listen to all of the episodes immediately upon discovering that your two favorite podcasters in the whole world have created a show together. <laughs> but I, I do have a request, or I, I, I do have a statement, and a surprise for all of you. If this is your first episode, and if you don't plan on going back and listening to old episodes, mm-hmm. I have something for you as well. We've, guess what, already done a show about, wait for it, Christian Wicca. Christian Wicca, yeah, yes. We've, we've done that show. We've, we've done a show about Christian Wicca and Christopaganism. Yep. Guess what we titled it? Christian Wicca. Yeah. So yes. it's actually titled Christo Everything and Cultural Deities. But it has yes. Christo right there. Chris, Christo. Yes. Not Crisco. It's amazing that that is the one thing that everybody wants us to talk about. We we get at least every other week. And mm-hmm. the funny thing was, last time we had a discussion about this, we got an email about five minutes later. Yeah. So we, we we've done that. We did it and we had book recommendations and it was like, it was, it was a two hour and 22 minute long show about, and it was a good one too. Like we didn't fight or anything. And we were both (laughs) sounding smart that day. Yes, it was a good one. It was a good one. And I recommend going back and listening. In fact, sometimes I go back and re-listen to it because I found that we sounded very smart that day. And I'm like, wow, that doesn't happen to me that often. So I like to ponder on times when I actually sound like a, a functioning academic. (laughs) <laughs> but um so just fyi folks we've we, we i mean we've not done like a ton of shows this is number 16 but we have done shows on a lot of big topics we actually discussed the idea of starting out every show with if you're looking for the christian wicca show it's episode three yeah <laughs> and just having that be our opening that was- but you know it's amazing it's absolutely amazing because that is the one topic that we still consistently we still get requests get c- for. Consistent email, and I'm not even kidding you. Dozen, maybe dozens of people have written in asking us what we think if it's okay that we can be a witchy pagan, a, a, a witchy Christian. You mm-hmm. know, can can I can I be a Christo pagan? Can I be a Christo Wiccan? Is it okay to have Jesus on my altar and whatnot? Yes. We've answered all those questions, or at least yes. our views on those questions. Yes, we've already talked about that. So if that's if that's something that you are interested in hearing us talk about, it's go back three. and listen to episode three. Episode three. Yes. Thank, thank you for da- thank you for downloading the show, and thank you for the fact that you like us and that you want to email us questions. Thank yes. you for that. That is wonderful. And we don't mean and we don't mean to pick on anybody. No, it's it, just something that we consistently get asked. It, it makes us feel really good when we get email. It's it's fun because we love email, uh, which you can send to us at incitingabruhaha at gmail.com. Yes, you can. Great segue, Velma. Yes. <laughs> hey, I tried to give you a segue a few minutes ago and you didn't pick up on it. So oh, that's the, the only segue? one you're going to get. There was a segue. Um, you had mentioned yesterday that you wanted to talk about movies, and I just said I'm going to spend the rest of the day watching movies, and you totally didn't pick up on it. And now we both look like idiots if we start talking about movies because well, we it was so brilliant, <laughs> and it was all laid out for you. <laughs> and I was expecting to see the eyes light up and go, "Oh, yes, let's talk about that." Well, but then but I no. opened up my my inbox and I saw that, and I thought, "Okay, I want to get this out of the way." 
Yeah, because you weren't paying attention to what I was, I was not, saying. I was not. I was paying no. attention to the dozens of emails about Christopaganism that we answered in episode three. And now um, we've talked about that, so. But no, uh, movies. I like movies. Movies are good. Yeah. I don't know. I think the moment's gone. I think the moment's gone. <laughs> no, okay. So, um, do you follow, I, I've told you, do you follow at free on Twitter? No. Okay. They just gave out another dozen free rental codes for Blockbuster. Okay. And it's 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 rather awesome, and and I have movie nights now quite often with with the blockbuster movie codes that they give out. See, and I I go have movie nights with one of the girls from my coven, and she has Netflix and Netflix on demand, so we just always do that. Okay, the funny thing is, like I own a bunch of mo- a bunch of movies for both Christmas and Halloween, mm-hmm. and the funny thing is, I just kind of buy them. Like, I just kind of want that. But I just kind of buy movies. I mean, like, I don't know that I've ever passed a $5 movie bin where something did not come home with me. Like, I went into Half Price Books yesterday. Oh, and God, found, I have. And found X-Men Origins Wolverine for a dollar. Mm-hmm. And that came home with me. I don't yeah. like no, that see, movie. That is a I'm bad, not- a bad. That's the worst X-Men movie ever made. It is a horrible movie, and I do not like it. But for a dollar, it can be on my shelf. I am not big on movies in general. I mean, oh, I just I don't am. care. I, love I just don't movies. care. But stick a witch in a movie. I must own it. Uh, yeah. I must watch it. No matter how bad it, there is, there are a couple of movies that are awful. Yes. I really bad. Like, do you even remember when they made the movie of the worst witch? No, everybody talks and about that. Like, and that shows yeah. up on everybody's like top 10 Halloween movies list, or at least witchy folks, it turns up on their list, because I guess there's not enough movies with witches in them to make good movies on that list. But um, but no, it, it had it uh, the chick from a, The Craft in it, right? Uh, yes, when there she was like nine. Yeah. When she was like nine. It is a bad movie, and it has bad special effects. I mean, it's like you turn on that movie, and within five seconds you go, oh yeah, I'm back in 1985. And I mean, it's really awful, but I love it. Is it I love it. Witch? I love it. I love it. And I wish that I could find a decent price on. There was actually a. I think it might have been. It was either Canadian or BBC. I think there was actually like a TV series based uh-huh. on the Worst Witch, and that was actually pretty good. I think it used to be on HBO. Is it? Worse um, than but Teen I don't think witch? it was an HBO thing. But but anyway, yeah, that's one of the ones that I that I love. Is it um, worse than Teen Witch? Uh. It's it, it it that's a very difficult thing to determine oh, because okay. they're they're bad in different ways. Okay. <laughs> but I would say they're probably if if you took the scales of justice and stuck one on each side, they would probably level out pretty well. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. See, I um, I watched Teen Witch one time. Uh I think it was last year because you decided I needed to watch it. And so I got it in on Netflix finally and isn't that I have, fabulous? I have regretted that so, decision ever since. It is so bad. I have, but you have to love And did you know they actually made that into a Broadway musical? That does not surprise I am me. Not, I am not lying. I swear to you that they made it into a Broadway me. musical. That does not yes. surprise me at all. I yes. mean, they're turning, they turned Spider-Man into a Broadway musical that will not die. Even though it's killed people, it will not die. It will not go away. They will not stop trying to make that into a musical. Yes. I don't know why. But no, and and what? then okay, of course, but, and then no, of course you have your here. staples. You have your staples. You have Hocus Pocus. I was and just about to magic. say, what are like your like? I watch this on the weekend. Now, okay, I am a very, but you know me, I am a very 
it's so interesting that in my what I like to have surrounding me it is so different from my actual spiritual life, my actual spiritual mindset and what I think about the divine and how I practice my paganism and all that. Well, there's a difference between being spiritually pagan and being witchy. It's not the same thing. I am such a like, oh my God, like I would almost call it a Disney witch person because but like just that aesthetic not everything is from the disney channel but just that very silly sweet lighthearted. everything ends well all things are great witchy Mm -hmm. Uh, okay so my staples um i watched the entire halloween town series love it although i wish they had gotten kimberly brown for the last one i know well supposedly there's a four and five in the works well they've already done four or a five and six yeah. Yeah. Well, she's too old now. Well, no, the the actress that took over the role for the final one, which was just not a I mean, it was not as good, but I'll watch it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the she she's now taking over as Okay, and she's probably like thirty by now, which makes her too old for that. Well, of course in the last one she was going off to college, so I would be interested to see how they're gonna do that. Well, I think it's just, you know, she's uh, the the fifth one's supposed to be, you know, she's living a normal life now and being away. But anyway, so the entire Halloween Town series I recorded yes, which, on Which in case you don't know what that is, it was a Disney Channel original movie series that they made um about every five years the new movie came out. Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's, it's very it's silly a lot and of campy. Fun. It's very Disney. silly. The effects are kind of cheesy, but it is it is a staple in my house. And if you tell me it's bad, I I will pitchfork you. And I love Debbie Reynolds. Oh my God, who doesn't love Debbie Reynolds? I have loved Debbie Reynolds in every single thing I have ever seen her in. I I think that um if oh God I'm having popcorn brain. <laughs> <laughs> what is that woman's name? That old woman. Which old Everybody woman? loves her. Oh, mother. Angela oh, Lansbury? No, from Golden Girls. Um, oh, God. B. Arthur? B. Arthur? No. Um, uh, Rue McClanahan? Betty White? Betty White. Okay. I, I'm getting my gay card revoked because I can't remember the name of Betty White. <laughs> Apparently. But what I was going to say was that if Betty White was not Betty White, Debbie Reynolds would be Betty White for the gay community. Like, just people love Debbie Reynolds. I think Love I her. think she is kind of, but she's not a she's not no, Betty White. Betty White, has, Betty like White has lost her innocence. Yeah, Betty, Betty White. White has... Nobody thinks of Betty White as a sweet old lady. They they think of her as a crotchety old lady. <laughs> and Debbie Debbie Reynolds still has that sweet old lady thing about her. And and Debbie Reynolds even had a uh, a, a bit part on uh, Will and Grace. She was uh, Grace's mom. Grace's mom. Yeah. yeah. Told you so. Told you so. Told you. Told you. Told you so. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Hocus Pocus, of course. Of course. I probably watched that movie at least three times the weekend of Halloween, at least. Maybe more. I, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. And I it will never get old. And the one thing that I lament about that movie is that the soundtrack has never come out. Yes. Thank you. The soundtrack has never come out for that movie. And that is horrible. If you want yes. to have Although... that Middlers, I put a spell on you, you have to hold your micro. And I know this from personal experience. You have to hold your microphone up to a speaker that is currently playing Bette Midler. Or you could listen to this year's Witches Brew Ha Ha Halloween special. I'm just saying. Oh, I did it on my la- on my show last year. I did uh, I did her, but I had to take my microphone and hold it up to the speakers. And Where did you get it? Did you get that's, like... That's my little secret. Did you get a studio recording of it or did you get... Did you, you have to... I just... You, 
I'm not I'm not spilling my secrets. Okay, you better you better send it to me. If it's a good <laughs> if it is a good one, you had better send that to me. And if not, I, I will rain a pox of dogs upon your your house. <laughs> I, I'm, I am not spilling my secrets, but that that will be prevalently displayed. I am very excited about yours, and I'm going to make sure I don't delete it this year. Yes, please don't. Because <laughs> it's too big. I can't send it to you. I, I, would, I would totally send it to you, but it is such a big file. I, I can't. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. Well, I probably, Practical magic. Yeah, practical magic I watch. But you know what? Not so much. I mean, I do it like when... when the, uh, I probably watch it a lot during November, too. I mean, you know, it's a very fall movie for me. I always yeah. think of I always think of that scene where the where the two little girls are getting picked on, and then there's the leaves and there's all the fall leaves and everything, and she's walking around. Well, see, the to leaves. me, it's oh. just it's very Halloweeny because at the end they all oh, are yeah. wearing all black and they got their witch hats on and they jump yeah. off the roof and, and they mean, fly. It, it's a movie about so witches. Just, it's a good know. movie about witches with two Academy Award winning actresses, and you know, it's yes. it's it it is a good movie, and I I like that. I don't know that I watch it on Halloween though. Um, well, not I pro- on Halloween specifically, but see, for me, it's like the whole month of October. Yeah, is witchy I, movies. I watch witchy movies. Yeah, to sort I've, of get I've myself already watched Practical spirit. Magic. I've already watched uh, Skeleton Key. Um, good movie. Very good movie. I like that one. Very, very good. Uh, let's see. I, I'm always trolling around like the Disney Channel for like cute Disney. Oh, Twitches. <laughs> I just said that out loud. <laughs> yes, you did say that out loud. Not only did you say it, it was recorded for all to hear forever. Uh, I think that might actually be one that I don't even own. Twitches? Yeah. Oh, I don't own I don't, I don't own the Halloween Town series either. You don't? I don't. Uh, I'm I going, do. I'm going to buy it this year. Well, they they have one and two for sale, and I can't find three. I don't know that you I would buy You might have to four. order them. Do you I? You might have to order them. Yeah, I would not buy four. I would watch four on TV. But I want the ones with with the real one, with the real girl. I don't I don't want the ones with the fake girl. <laughs> yeah, no, I have I have all four of those. Um, Twitches is the is the is the twins. But the thing is, it's not funny because of Tia and Tamara Maori. It's funny because everybody else in that movie is hilarious. Everybody the the peripheral characters are all very very funny, and it's just adorable. Yes. And yeah, so it's another Disney Channel original series. It's it's so hokey though. It's so hokey. Well, it's it's Disney Channel. Oh man, it is. Yeah, it's Disney it's, Channel. It's made very for TV. Disney Channel. It is very Disney Channel made for TV kind of of movie. So yeah, but Twitches, Twitches. I I don't know if that's a staple though. But I I if I catch it on TV, I record it. So yeah, high empty screen. <laughs> She's filling up her her mug that is larger than her head of, of I don't know, ale, mead. Sorry, I needed more coffee! <laughs> I have newt juice. I have newt juice. Oh. Do you have newt gingrich in your house on a spigot? What? <laughs> I, I said you were filling your 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 giant uh, head mug full of newt, uh, of I have newt juice. And then I said, do you have newt gingrich on your in your house on a spigot? No, I do not. She does. She I do does. not. <laughs> if you're ever wondering where uh, where where Newt Gingrich went to, you might want to check Velma Nightshade's house. Okay, I'm sorry. See, I thought you were I thought you were going to be on a tangent for a little while about no. the movies that you watched. So I thought I was safe to leave for a second. No, I'm. I was. I was pretty much winding that one up when you walked away. That's all. 
That's all you have on your list? Uh, well, okay, uh, of like Halloween staples of things that I watched that, well, okay, the Halloween Town series takes like eight hours to watch. And Twitches is like another no, four six. hours because they're yeah. two hours. I mean, they're two hours each. Well, they're two hours with commercials. Well, yeah. They're like an hour and a half. But, uh, okay. Practical Matt, I, I may watch The Craft. Um, I will be watching The Craft this year and I will probably be watching The Craft... I haven't decided yet. Either on, I'll probably watch Practical Magic on my birthday, and I'll probably watch The Craft on Halloween. Mm-hmm. I um, I think that well, I, I don't, I don't watch stuff like, but I don't like. What the about Harry- Bed Knobs and Broomsticks? That's such <sighs> That's an just, awesome movie. It's not really Halloweeny, but it's no, witchy. it's not a Hall. It's never been a part of my Halloween. And then there's Bell Book and Candle, but that's really more of a witchy Christmas movie. Yeah, and that's, uh, I guess, uh, I'll, I'll probably buy Nightmare Before Christmas this year, and that may that may enter into my Halloween. See, that is the November 1st movie for me. Well, yeah, because that's it, that the is one a you watch on November 1st, because then, it, yeah, then yeah, it's like, it, okay, Halloween is over, let's get ready for Christmas. Yeah, that'll probably be yeah. like the last Halloween movie that I watch, is yes. Nightmare Before Christmas. But I can't think of any, any other like big staples for me. But again, I, I watch like, you know, the teeny witchy... Disney movies. I love those. I'm all about those. What are your staples that are different from those? Um, well, I always watch The Worst Witch, even though it's a horrible, horrible, awful, evil movie. Um, let's see. What else? Bedknobs and Broomsticks. I usually do watch... Um, Bell oh, Sleepy Bell. Hollow. I watch Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, that's, I watch that that's a that's big a, one. That's a good Halloween movie, and it definitely fits. Which in is that. not, it's not really witchy. I mean, there's little elements of that in there, but. Well, it's, but it's creepy and Halloween-y and, and very Tim Burton. And it's, Johnny, and it's Johnny Depp and Tim Burton. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's perfect. I mean, yes. what more could you want? Oh, by the um, way, this show is actually, um, episode 16 is dedicated to the memory of Johnny Depp. Which, okay, I have to say, when you text messaged me yesterday and said to the memory of Johnny Depp, I went, if I went, if I go on Twitter right now and Johnny Depp has died, it's going to be a bad time. Because <laughs> I was like, what do you mean the memory of Johnny Depp? Well, no, because this show will live on forever and Johnny Depp will not. Johnny Depp is not immortal. So at some point it will be Maybe he is. The Maybe he's the only Depp. one. Maybe he's the only one. Maybe he will live forever. <laughs> yeah. I would like that. I would, I would be good with that. He is Highlander. Uh, I, I would be good with Johnny Depp living forever. But anyway, I think um, it's I think it's he and Tim Burton are are, are the friend in that series. He always had a friend. He and another another immortal. And then you know at some you point know what's he's gonna interesting have to kill to his friend. Tim Burton and and Johnny Depp and Tim Burton's wife, the Helena Bonham Carter, have sort of become like one of those old like vaudeville troops. Yeah, where they do all sorts of different projects, but they they're always together. Which I think is kind of cool because I, that aesthetically that is my thing. I love that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. which, speaking of, I will probably watch Sweeney Todd too. But that's not really. I do not witchy. like that movie. I do not. Oh like that my musical. god! I, do I love like that movie. I don't like anything about Sweeney Todd. I love that movie. I absolutely adore that movie. It's one of my all-time favorites. Sit through it. I hate it. I, I hate it. it. I hate it. I hate it. I absolutely love that movie. I hate it. Um, what yeah. else will I be watching? Um, I know there's more because I have a stack like, you know, two feet tall of 
witchy Halloweeny type movies. Um, but then again, see, I also like scary movies at Halloween. So I will watch things like The Exorcist and Rosemary's oh, Rosemary's Baby. That's a good one. We, I will definitely watch Rosemary's we Baby. We are going to go see the third Paranormal Activity movie. I have decided I want to see it because it's about little girls and they're doing Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. And then there's the shadow in the bathroom and I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see it. I'm very excited about Paranormal Activity 3. Let's I did see. not see number two. I saw number one. Can I tell you that the blog post that I put up for my review of Paranormal Activity 1 is like the second most read article ever that I've ever written. It's gotten like 20 something thousand reads. It's kind of insane. Well, if anybody searches for the re a review of that, that they would find that. Yeah. I, but I just, no, see, I'm a little bit more like the, the whole current horror genre. I'm not so much into, but I like the old stuff, like The Exorcist and Rosemary's Baby. See, and, and I didn't grow up watching that, and so I look back on it I didn't and I grow think up this is so cheesy. I didn't grow up watching it either, but there's something about it, and there, trust me, there were a lot of bad movies <laughs> made during that time too, but as far as the sort of classic horror movies from the 60s and 70s, I love them. I just absolutely love them. Um, oh, I just had another, I'll watch Bewitched. The movie. Uh, oh, I may watch that. That might be a thing. Yeah, I'll watch Bewitched. Um, that might. Be I'm, try I'm trying to visualize my movies that and I figure own out that because honestly, I don't like that movie. I like that movie, I, but I bought it without seeing it in theaters, and I thought, well, it has a witch in it, and it's Nicole Kidman, and I'm having practical magic flashbacks, and it's. It's just not good. I like it. And I will tell you something. That is the only movie that I've ever seen Will Ferrell in where I actually like him. And I think it's because the stupidity that's ensued by Will Ferrell, the justification for it is because she's casting spells on him to make him look ridiculous. See, I can't stand him. And I can't stand him in that movie. But if you if you like Will Ferrell, when Will Ferrell is actually good, you should watch Stranger Than Fiction, the movie that we were talking about. Oh, my God. We had another cyclical conversation. Whoa. Only sort of, yeah. but no, I I do not. I am not a Will Ferrell fan, and I used to work with somebody who either. just thought he was God, and I hated everything that I ever had to watch with Will Ferrell. Yeah, I don't like, but Will for Ferrell. some reason, Bewitched, I like it, and it may be just because it was a witch. What? I see something on on your wall. You see something on my? There's a lot of things on my wall. What do you see? Well, there's something on your wall. Yeah, it's been there for like six months. Thanks for noticing. Well, I've, I've had the computer here it. before. In fact, I've been sitting here for a couple of hours and I'm just now noticing <laughs> one See, of my paintings is on your wall. That's what happens to people in my house. They don't notice things until like the sixth time they come to see me and they go, I've never seen that before. Well, it was there the whole time. Yes, your, wall, your painting is on my wall. Yeah. It has been for ever since you gave it to me Hi, a year ago. Hi, painting. <laughs> How are you? But no, there are others that I just can't think of right now. But yeah, there is a whole stack of movies that I will be going through in the next two and a half weeks leading up to Halloween. See, I could stand with more, more. But see, I always like movie, like holiday movies that make me feel like a kid again. I don't like holiday movies that are like the world sucks or, you know, make me feel like I'm an adult or it's in a very adult movie. I like Halloween movies and Christmas movies that make me feel like a kid. And I love it. So I, that's that's probably oh, a and why. And I really, may, I'm thinking possibly this year I will actually break down and buy It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Because <gasps> mm. that is just, that's one of those classics that, 
Yeah, I just love. Okay, Squirrel, why are you on your smartphone? We're I'm recording. Sorry, partner texted me. <laughs> I'm sorry. How are you? Totally not even paying attention. I am. I am. There's a I'm going to start calling your iPhone Squirrel. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Uh, well, we've done a show for like two hours now. We I, have. I think that's like a show. That is like a show. And we never even got around to the topic that we had thought we might actually talk about this time. What are we? Oh, the monsters and stuff? No, although there is that as well. What was the one that... What What was at it that some we thought... Point, at some point, we are going to get into a discussion about something that we call the 95-5 argument. Oh, well, if we do another October show, we can do that one. Yes. Yes. Yes, we can do and that. In fact, that would be perfect for a Halloween show. It it would be very good. Since that would be very good. What the, the best way to explain it is to talk about hauntings. About hauntings and stuff like yes, that. Yes, yeah. and that's that's that, very that would be that would be a great show. In fact, let's schedule that. When are we yes. going to do that show? Um, let's see. Maybe well, I can't do it next weekend. Maybe the 29th. Yeah, the 29th would be good. The 29th would be good. So okay. Let me, let me make sure that I'm available that morning or that evening or at some point on the on the 29th. Well, I uh, that's a Saturday, so I will have circle that night. I will have Halloween circle that night. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Well, if nothing else, Sunday evening after six, you know, I will be available. Yes. So it might be late, but we can definitely do it that weekend. So yes, so ninety five five like argument. Folks, we're going to have another episode this month. Yes, ninety five five argument just in time for Halloween, and yes. I will. If you can tell us what the 95-5 argument is before <laughs> the show starts, what will Velma we give will give you a Sharpie. And what will you give them? I will give them um, my love and affection. And No, 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 no. If I'm dishing out material items, so do you. And I'll up the ante. I will, I will contribute a black Sharpie. And a limited edition, only the, only the podcasters get them, green Sharpie. I'll uh, send two. I will send them fur from Kika. That is not useful to anyone but you. <laughs> uh, I will send them a print. A print. Okay. So we'll have a print and Sharpies. If you can tell us what the 95.5 argument is. Yes. Before we record the show on the 95.5 argument. Yes, which will be the weekend of the 29th. So let's yes. say you have until midnight on the 28th of October to get in your views on what you think the 95-5 <laughs> argument is. Why not? It's Halloween. Let's have a contest. Let's have a contest. We've never had yeah. an I-A-B-H, an, an yab contest. I hear you're doing W-B-H-H radio. I am doing, th that's, yes, that is, and I, this year I'm actually doing the Halloween special, which yes. will be... WBHH FM. And then I am also doing a Samhain episode that will be just me talking about uh -huh. Samhain and about different ways of looking another, at Samhain. Do you need another bumper or anything for that? That would be great, actually. Yeah, if you could record one okay, for me. I will do bumpers. That'd be awesome. I need to send out an email, too, and get, a, get other people to send me bumpers. I will do bumpers. I may also have another surprise for you that I've been working <gasps> on. Yay. I may. I love surprises. I can't promise because I'm, I am very busy, but I, I may have something else that I can record for you as well. Yes. And that would be super fantastic. Amazing. So uh, be looking so forward to Velma's very famous Halloween <laughs> uh, extravaganza. Yes. WBHH Radio. Uh, yes. You were doing that. I've got some great shows coming out. You've got some great shows. You are back. Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome yes, back. Yes, I am back, back to weekly shows. Vacation. 
Uh, even though you did take some breaks from summer vacation to record some of these shows. <laughs> yes. And uh, which you, will is, be happy, you... you will be happy to know that on my summer vacation, I managed to get absolutely nothing on my list of things to do done. That, so the summer was a success. That is exactly <laughs> what vacation is for, is to not actually do anything and to say you're going to do it. Yes, exactly. This is why I always go away on vacation. Because yeah. then I don't have to feel guilty about not doing things. Because after all, I wasn't there to do them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, I know we already said it, but if you would like to get in touch with us, we are incitingabruhaha at gmail.com. Uh, yep, please you can... don't email us and ask us about Christopaganism. Although please. you realize that now someone will just uh, because you said that. I will. I will. Uh, I've got a Hagalaz rune with your name on it, buddy. <laughs> got one with your name on it. Oh, um, how do you know you're a witch when you, you start threatening people with runes? <laughs> I can thank Dorothy Morrison for that idea. <laughs> um, her, oh, yes. Uh, this, this show is brought to you by um, uh, Johnny Depp's Memory and uh, Utterly Wicked, which is the perfect... If you do not own that book, this would be the perfect month to go out and get that. If you do not own it, I don't, I don't care what month it is. Whenever it is that you hear this episode, you need to go out and buy Utterly oh, Wicked. Also, Sabbaths by uh, Aiden McCoy. That's a good one. Because it's a Sabbath. Yeah, it's all right. It's, it's okay. It's not my favorite, but it's it's pretty well, good. No, book. but there's, I mean, you know, it's there's good, ideas and stuff in yeah, it. Yeah, there's good information about all the Sabbaths. But the the best part is uh, uh, some of the ritual ideas and the recipes and yes, little crafts and stuff like that for every single one. And it's just it's fun. So yes. <clears throat> if you're trying to figure out, well, how do I decorate for in bulk? Well, it gives you some great little decorating tips. <laughs> candles. Pretty much candles. Uh, you can tweet us. Uh, we are all up on the Twitter. Yes. I am twitter.com slash inciting a riot. That is at inciting a riot. Yep. And I am twitter.com slash witches brouhaha or at witches brouhaha. Uh, we are also on the Facebooks. I am, um, I am you can search for me. Uh, I think it's Firelight Rioter. It's the, yes. it's two words. Um, or yes. you can do facebook.com slash fire.light.rioter. I because they just didn't take Firelight Which as a name. Is ridiculous. I know. I hate it. And I wish that I could change it, but I can't. So yeah. oh well. <laughs> well, I am on Facebook as Velma Nightshade. And actually, if you have not already done so, um, you can go to my Facebook page and see links to other people's Facebook pages where there are a ton of pictures from Pagan Podkin Supermoot. I was actually just about to say, you put up a lot of pictures and descriptions and stuff of PPSM2. Yep. Two, which is all up on PaganPodkin.com, the official mm -hmm. home for... Oh, and we, there's something else we need to talk about. Okay. Um, there was an idea hatched at yes. the Supermoot. Yes. Um, and this is, now this is a separate project from the project that Firelight and I are doing. Yeah, it's, it's Although kind it of is a very similar, similar project though. <laughs> it, is, it is very similar. And I was not part of the idea creation for this other project. So it wasn't like, you know, I was trying to steal thunder. It, it really honestly was a new idea. But um, the podcasters who were at... PPSM2. Plus me. Plus you, because you were not able to make it this year. Um, we are all putting together a book that was sort of sp spawned out of the an idea that we got after a conversation we had the Why Witch all Crowd. hanging around in my hotel room, 
when we started talking, Corey, Corey from New World Witchery, bless his heart. If you ever want a question that sounds really simple but will create an insightful conversation, um, you really need to talk to Corey because well, he's fabulous you, at it. And and you will respect this as uh, as a former student of philosophy. You know, the best discussions that I've ever had in a philosophy class were over those simple questions because this and the reason that that the simple questions are still questions is because nobody's ever gotten answers to them. Some of these well, other very esoteric and very ethereal minded questions of philosophy, there are these theorems and these, you know, some of these little things about, well, is it okay to lie in this situation or something like that? But the best questions I have found are, is there a God? You know, yeah. how, how do we communicate? How does, how does prayer work? You know, well, and, and, kind of and not only because they've never been answered, but also because Everybody they are such sort of idea. vague questions that yeah. they leave the door open yeah. for extemporaneous thought, which is fabulous. But we had a really, really amazing discussion. You um, used extemporaneous, a word that you said that you'd never heard of before, remember? I've heard of extemporaneous. You you asked me to say persuasive extemporaneous speaking over and over and over again on the well, show. Well, maybe it actually. was the combination of the words because <laughs> I know the word extemporaneous. But anyway. Good use of that word, by the way. Uh, thank you. And thank you for interrupting it so that now it's not all flowy and beautiful. Um, but no, we had a really interesting discussion about... Corey basically said, why witchcraft? Why, why is that what you choose to do? I Which, mean, by the it, way, that should be the title of the book. I, who knows? It might be. It doesn't really have a title right now. Um, and it, we got into this really interesting discussion about, well, why is that what you what you is it the spirituality aspect of it? Is it the way that, you know, paganism and, and Wicca and witchcraft look at the divine? Is it the magic? Is it the the tools that you get? Is it, um, you know, is it like therapy? Does it, you know, is it because it puts the responsibility on the individual person? We had this amazing discussion with all these podcasters spawned out of such a simple question and um, Grey Wolf Moonsong is sort of coordinating this whole thing from a pagan heart in Maine. We and already then, have a publisher, which is something that you and I do not have. Well, and, and the reason we have a publisher is because one of the podcasters who was there was Peter Patton, who has Pendrag Publishing. So he has offered up his publishing company to publish the books for us. And what we would like and podcasters as well can submit questions. But basically the idea is if you had a group of 10 podcasters sitting around a room, what question would you ask? What would you want to know from them? Um, and you can submit your questions to us, send them to incitingabruhaha at gmail.com and we will get them over to, right. to Grey and Wolf. And it's a little different than what we are doing. What we are doing is trying to answer weird questions, big questions, trying to kind of make our own 101 book. Right. This is more of a question about philosophy and theology. Of well, and it's not—it's not even necessarily just philosophy and theology. It's—it's what—what what do you want to know? Like, right. if you—if you had a group of people who are all at least relatively well informed about what their own spiritual path is, yeah. What one question? What would you? What would you, you want to know? Yeah, what, what, what would what, you ask them? It's what, kind what of like you know, question? if you went to dinner with Jesus and Buddha and Muhammad. Oh my what God! Would you that ask? would be the best dinner 
ever. <laughs> but ever. like, I mean, that's the that's the idea. And I'm not saying I'm Jesus, but I mean, that's the kind of idea. Like, what would you want to ask? So you can email those questions to us. Um, just specify PPSM book or something of that nature so that and we, we know still, that it's... I mean, and I realized that we kind of said that we were stopping taking... We haven't written word one in our no, book. No, we have so not. So if you want to so send if... questions for us, yeah. uh, we take questions about... Uh, you know, magic and spirituality and philosophy and what is God and all those same kinds of questions. Um, and we are doing our own book that will be a little bit more in depth, a little bit more research oriented, not just kind of off the cuff. Uh, yeah. And this is very much a, you know, at some point, once they have all the submissions of questions, they're going to go through and pick the ones the they want. Answers. Yeah, they're going to they're going to pick the ones they want. They're going to my understanding anyway is that he's going to email out the list of questions to the podcasters. And then we each get like 500 words. We each get like between 5000 and 1000 words to answer each question. So it is going to be sort of a very quick taste of what a whole bunch of people think about, you know, all these different questions whereas our book will be more in depth. Um it will probably also be a little bit more back and forth discussion type. Mm -hmm thing Definitely. so it, it, it's very similar but it's not exactly the same thing yeah, so not exactly yeah. the same yeah so and you we, can send and, in and your and questions don't worry we are working very very hard on uh i i am being a good helpmate. i am being a good helper errand runner gopher man uh on trying to get uh ppsm3 done uh we are going to announce the location to you all the listeners on january in, in january yes it would the the ppsm website barring internet disaster will be updated as of January 1st. So yes. um, podcasters, you may know before that, but nothing will be released publicly until January 1st. And it's going to be exciting. Yes, I am excited. I am thrilled. I'm thrilled yes. for a number of reasons. So I've, I've already got all of my money and all of my everything set aside so that I can pay for it as soon as everything is done. And, and hopefully barring any disaster there, I, yeah, so, but I'm not going to say barring any disaster because apparently when I say those kinds of things, fate takes me up on that. Yes. <laughs> you, you need to get a little better relationship with Fortuna, I think. <laughs> apparently, yeah. Now you, need, you need to come worship at my altar. Yeah. <laughs> All right, witches. Thank you. I think that about does it. Yeah, I, I think that about does I it. I think that's a show. I think that's more than a show. I think that's... No, that's about average for us. That's good. That's a little good over us. two hours. Which is... Thanks Plus, for it's stopping Plus, it's been a month and a half. It's been a while. It has been yes. a good while. It's been... Yep. Well, really, Almost two, two months. Almost two months. Two months. Yeah. Uh, so, Witches, thanks for downloading the show. Thanks for spending a little time with us. Uh, thanks for continuing to send those emails and citing a brouhaha at gmail.com. Unless you're asking about Christian Wic Wicca, in which case, go listen to episode three first. Episode three. Ep episode three. Episode three. Episode three. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, thank you so much. Um, look forward to all of the great shows that uh, we have individually coming out for you. And yes, we will have a second episode. Uh, remember, we are running the first Eab <laughs> contest. Yes. Black and green Sharpies and a print to be determined later yes. are at stake. If, if you can, can tell us what somebody, the 95.5 argument is. Yeah, if we can find somebody that figures out what our 95.5 argument is. Yes. Which is already, I mean, given the statistics that we talked about earlier, is probably already wildly <laughs> incorrect. Well, yes, but it was it but was it's, it's a good it's it's a good uh It's a good sexy name for the topic. It's a good sexy name for the topic. So all right, yes. get those emails in, but we gotta go.
Yes, we I've do. I've got shows to do. You've got shows to do. And I've got some miles to go run. Yes. And have fun I, with that. And I need to hurry up and come up with a question list. Do you know this? Do you know what this is? Um, a whole bunch of writing on a whole bunch of paper. Uh-huh. Do you know Do you know what it is? Well, no, I can't read that fine print. It's Sophia's questions for me for tomorrow. Holy God. <laughs> There's... You're in trouble, sweetheart. You are in so much trouble. <laughs> she, she's got like citations and footnotes and there I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus Christ. God See, this heaven. is what happens when you surround yourself with people with master's degrees. Oh, God. This is am... what happens. Oh, man. I am in for it. And uh, whoo. Yeah, you better go get ready for that. And I'm going to go drink the rest of my enormous mug of coffee. That is, it's massive. And I kind of want one. (laughs) It's fantastic. Can I just say that I find it really sad that my laugh is so copyable? (laughs) He did do a brilliant job copying you, didn't he? And what's funny is he was telling us, in case you have no idea what we're talking about. Um, they don't, because it's not been released yet. Oh, okay. Well, Sonoran Green from Pagan in Portland did a a fabulous impression of Because I asked Firelight. for spoofs uh, yes, for and he a did a spoof. Contest. He recorded a spoof while we were at PPSM2 in the hotel. And he, he when, when we got back, because it was on Sunday when some of us had gone out to Pagan Pride Day, when we got back to the hotel... He came, he came to my hotel room and he sat down and there were a couple other people in the room and he played it for us. And he told us the story of sitting at the desk in his hotel room, practicing Firelight's laugh and being absolutely sure that if anybody was walking up and down the hall, they would think that someone who was completely insane was staying in that room. <laughs> well, I got to say the voice is not so much me. Um, the laugh is the laugh is spot, spot on. on. It is spot on. <laughs> I was great. like, "Did you record my? Did you record me?" And, and like, I thought that he had taken a snippet of like because it was nope. the same laugh. I mean, it wasn't like a different. It was the same laugh each time. And I thought maybe he had taken a snippet out of out of one of uh-huh. my shows. And it nope. is it is my laugh, and that is creepy. And I did not realize that my laugh was so distinctive. Yes, <laughs> so weird. It sure is. It's so weird when somebody spoofs you what what they pick out and how that It's the things that you never notice. It's the stuff that you don't realize you do, but has sort of become your own little thing. And then somebody points it out and you go, oh, my God, I actually just did that. Like, that really is my thing. Yeah. I never knew that until just now. And now I'm embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, which okay, is. Okay, that really is going to do it. Bye. Later, witches. Mwah. Later, witches. Bye. Bye. Mwah.